From Blue Suede Shoes to Christmas, in our first episode, we do a deep dive into the conspiracies about the king himself, Elvis Presley. All right, everybody. Welcome to the podcast. This is the Phantom Jukebox. I'm Ty Lindsay. And I'm Joseph Shannon. This has been a project I have been wanting to do for, I believe, at, le- at least five years. Um, I'm, I'm excited. About I, of doing this podcast. So just... I am very new to it. I don't, I don't have the uh, years behind it as you do, but I am very excited to get started. Well, I've done radio. I've done some radio work, but I haven't done oh. like, a podcast. Okay. At a college show, and then I was on a uh, internet well, it was part of like a popular radio station. I don't really want to say. And then uh, I had like an internet show. I wound up like inheriting. Like I didn't. I did well, not. I did not want to do the show. Didn't realize I was working with a professional. You're too humble. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> Just put quotes around professional. Okay. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So I did that for uh, you know the radio the. The college show I did for probably two years. That show I did for an impressive six months. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. Now we're talking. Yeah. How are you feeling, man? I'm doing pretty good. I am excited for this. I am too. I don't know much of who we're talking about. Well, ladies and gentlemen, it's Delvis. We're getting into like, uh, we're going to go into like a brief, brief, like everybody kind of knows the basics of like Elvis's story. And this isn't a biography. We're getting into the weird stuff. Mm, like we I are like getting into. <laughs> <laughs> and the Googling star. <laughs> Erase my browser history. Uh, so we're going to get into the weird stuff about Elvis. Like, okay. Uh, I knew there were some conspiracies. Like if you like walk past, uh, the, you're in the grocery store and you get into the checkout aisle and you had like the Enquirer, which is slowly becoming more factual hmm. in today's day. Okay. Age. And it scares me. I crazy things are happening, but that's why we have this show because we're just going to sit back and just sit back and enjoy the craziness. I like stuff. it. So I like it. What I am going to lay out is this history. Like I said, we're going to cover that briefly just to set some context, and uh, then we're going to get into the conspiracies. Now, as far as the conspiracies go, I have done the best I can to find uh, like where they came from. And the most reputable sources of nonsensical information. Okay, yeah, I can get behind <laughs> so, that. So, like, uh, I try to find like the the crazy ones. Um, and there's some ones that are popular, and I hope I found a few that not everybody, because uh, there, there's some shows that have done something uh, something like this, but they haven't gone into like the details. I always like glance over. Um, My one question oh, before we start. Oh, there's gonna be so many, dude. You have so many questions. My my question before we start okay. is, is a peanut butter and banana sandwich really his favorite sandwich? It actually, it is. We're going to touch mm. into his diet. And might I say, I'm not surprised. Okay. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, no, he was, it was peanut butter, mayonnaise, 
uh, bacon and bananas and peanut butter. Bacon. I can understand why no one included the mayonnaise in that recipe. A lot of people like mayo because it just like it like keeps it from like drying out. It's like peanut butter, mayo, bacon, and bananas. Yeah, because I'm worried about my bananas drying out. <laughs> they well, you get like more you, wet. You like you <laughs> like fry the really like fried. Oh, like you, it's like a grilled cheese oh. but with like peanut butter and banana. I was doing it wrong this whole time, dude. I, I've had peanut butter and banana. I do hate mayo, so I'm not going to go that far with it, but. Uh, I'm I'm debating on making one, but it is uh, just the peanut butter and peanut butter and banana alone. Like that's already kind of heavy. I mean, I could go with the bacon on it. That does. I think throw I it could too. too I think I could too. But mayo's a stretch, and, and then you're getting into what kind, and that's yeah, a whole nother rabbit hole. I severely doubt it with the zesty or whatever. It was. <laughs> you know, all the sandwich needs a little spicy mayo. <laughs> Chipotle. <laughs> Chipotle. <laughs> Okay. Uh, yeah, he uh yeah, we'll get into his his diet later. All right, so a brief history about so 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 far we're going to cover the 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 facts. Okay. Before we go into Wackadoo Lane, let's take a brief guide down factual avenue. <laughs> okay. So this is the stuff. Okay. This is so far this is the 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 truth. Um so we got his name is Elvis Aaron Presley. Born January eighth, nineteen thirty-five, in Tupelo, Mississippi, hmm. uh, to a Vernon Elvis. Uh, yeah, Vernon Elvis, born in nineteen sixteen. Uh, I believe he lived till nineteen seventy-nine. And his mother, Gladys Love, uh, and she was born in nineteen twelve and passed in nineteen fifty-eight. Uh, one thing I we heard back and forth, but wouldn't know was a fact or not, is Elvis did have an identical twin brother, what? Jesse Garen Presley. I don't know if I'm saying that right. Uh, he was delivered 35 minutes before him, unfortunately, still born. So oh. he did technically have a brother, but he didn't, he, you know, he didn't lose it. Sad. Oh. Uh, he came from incredibly humble beginnings. Uh, he, so in Mississippi, like they lived in what's called a two-room shotgun house. And a shotgun house is a narrow rectangular uh, residence that's no more than 12 feet wide. Wow. So it's like a 12 foot wide, just like hallway of a house. And I believe the rooms are arranged one behind the other and the door is on each end of the house. So it's like door, room, 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 like door. (laughs) Wow. So I think you would have to like go through every. Yeah. So it was like one room wide, essentially one small room wide. For however wow. segments their house was, because they didn't really say how long they could get. But his, uh, yeah, his dad built it because you know he had a family all the way. So they, you know, there we go. Oh, he built it. His dad built it. Wow. So oh. you know, being poor in uh, uh, the early to mid 1900s, nights are 1900s. Yeah, yeah, 1900s. I was right. So yeah, that you know, depression era, like they're. I mean, they're poor and they're coming out of the depression too. The depression's like what, twenties? Yeah, the really bad ones, something like that. So they're in that horrible like World War One time. Uh, so you can you know they had all the finest wow. amenities, such as yeah. no air conditioning in Mississippi, <laughs> uh, and they like they had the government assistance, like they were legit poor. Like he got made okay. fun of in school. Um, uh, 
but what they did, they were a devout uh, Christian family. Uh, like all through his whole life, uh, he was very, very uh, in touch with his relig uh, religious side. And uh, he, he started singing in church. And even from like a really, really young age, people were like, he could sing pretty good. Like he showed aptitude for singing very, very young. Uh, I bet all those people going back were like, yeah, I knew he was going to become famous. I knew, I could have told you that <laughs> yeah. long ago. I knew Elvis before he was famous. <laughs> Uh, yeah, wouldn't it be crazy? Like, there's like, there's people I like a couple people I know I went to high school with, and uh, you know they're successful, and I'm happy for them. But yeah, but like you're saying, imagine being like, yeah, I knew Elvis in like eighth grade. Yeah, that was a dirtbag in the desert. <laughs> imagine being the guy that was like mean to Elvis. Oh, jeez. In like high school. Yeah, picking on him. Yeah, picking on him. Because he was like, yeah, because he went to high school and like people like he was picked on for me the poor kid. Oh, wow. Uh, and uh, you're never going to amount to anything. You're amount to nothing. He's like, I'm going to show him. I'm going to show them all. <laughs> Apparently I'll he tell was you, like, uh-huh. Uh-huh. Believe it. <laughs> Turns into Naruto. <laughs> uh, apparently when he was younger, he was also very shy. Like uh, there's some, I didn't want to like flood with the details, but there's like, I think his, his life itself if we get to it, there's so much about like that. Like, you know, his actual life is interesting enough to be its own episode. But huh. for episode one, I wanted to do the weird stuff. The weird stuff. The weird stuff. So again, we're we're approaching Wackadoo Lane here. And what I thought that, that was all we had of Factual Avenue. That was that was we're as not, far we're, as we're, it not, we're not we're not we're not quite <laughs> like I said. This episode's about the weird stuff. Okay, we're taking so, lots of twists and turns. Uh, I mean, yeah, we're, oh, it's going to be good. Oh, okay. Because I know, Pete, like we were saying, this is about Elvis, like, did he fake his death? Oh. You know? Uh, that's one of the big conspiracies about him. So, uh, everybody knows the life of Elvis. Like, we're going to cover, like, like I said, before we go down that, that avenue, I want to also talk about, like, the context of why some of these things might happen. Okay. Like, so, I mean, you know, celebrities pass away, unfortunately, but, uh, you know, why Why would there be conspiracies about Elvis in particular? Well, let's talk about just how famous he was. I mean, we know him Elvis from like, you know, probably grandparents. Like, I'm an Elvis man. My grandmother, huge, huge Elvis man. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, You know, he, uh, we, we don't really have like a frame of reference. That's like a metalhead, I guess. It's like, I mean, like them or not, they're kind of like, it's kind of like Metallica to us as far as being like a super huge yeah. entity. I mean, he, he had to start the, uh, the hips back and forth to kind of get the ball rolling into what was, what we have metal to be now, I guess. Well, we're, we're going to get into some of that. Oh yeah. We're going to get into some of that. Um, but like, I, there's, I, I'm just trying to think of like a frame of reference. Like maybe, I mean, Michael Jackson's closer to us, maybe. Okay. Yeah. I'm just imagining somebody of that, like, you know, a just adored person. And Elvis was like the first superstar, like in America. Yeah. Probably like ever on his level. I mean, there are people like, uh, what, in terms of like sales, I believe the Beatles wind up like going past him. But, you know, it took one, it took four of them. And yeah. then yeah. Um, as like a single artist, uh, he's he sold so many records, but uh, 
he was he was slightly before the Beatles. I think they came maybe like five, ten years after, something like that. I'd say yeah, they're around the same time. The Beatles like sixties. Elvis was coming in the fifties. Okay, something like that. Yeah, I think his big records were like nineteen fifty six. Yeah, I wasn't there. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't see it. <laughs> uh, so what? So let's go through some of his achievements and let's kind of put let's put like how big he was into context, and then we're gonna get into what happened afterwards because of he was so he was so big obviously and adored by so many people um you know of course crazy things are going to happen especially uh with the quote-unquote mysterious things surrounding his his death so achievements to browse through this real quick elvis presley revolutionized the american pop culture at 21 so imagine being dirt poor your whole life and you're 21, and then you become a superstar. Wow! I'm 21. That's 20 when he hit like the one. big, the big leagues. That's when he. I believe it's 1956. Too? His for one of his first singles was uh, "Hound Dog." I'm pretty sure. The nothing but hound dog. Uh, okay, yeah, yeah. Uh, great song, but like uh, that one, I believe was like his, his. I think it's like his first one, if I'm not mistaken, and. Uh, what? It was on the charts for yeah, Hound Dog was on the charts for eleven weeks at number one. Wow, number one, and it stayed on the charts for like twenty something more weeks after that. And this is right after being a nobody. Yeah, he like immediately, pretty much blowing up like pretty quickly from yeah. a nobody to from like number one, twelve foot white house to mama, what house you want on the beach? <laughs> wow. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he was a mama's boy. He oh was, yeah. Is a Johnny Bravo mom thing. Like, there's there's more references to Elvis about that show the more I read into him. Really? Yeah, Johnny Bravo was like hard Elvis. <laughs> um, some cool things that he did. I mean, aside from just the numbers, which we're gonna get back to, and this is gonna get its whole own episode. I think is what Elvis did for like bringing just like different people together. Like, so Elvis brought like he was inspired by a lot of african-american music and blues and he yeah. talked about yeah. like all those people he truly admired and said people did it way before he did it and then he just loved it'd be like it's any other musician you've ever heard you know referencing and sort of copying every other artist that did the same thing like it's every art what was it Richard, keith richard said something like good artists borrow great artists steal something oh, like yeah. that so he didn't really like steal it but like he was very influenced by the culture and it is obvious through how he sings and how he performs um but he did a lot for you know solving like not solving but bringing like white and african-american people together especially that time wow period. uh there's a lot of cool stories about that I but him back uh oh um but that is a that's a topic that deserves a lot of research. So okay. this one, I had fun with with research on that one. That one takes like that's going to be some dedicated, uh, several cups of coffee, lots yeah. of yeah. That one needs its own time. So uh, he did a lot for that. He also basically brought in rock and roll too. So let's not forget about that. Oh yeah, there's definitely. no talking about Metallica earlier. There's no Metallica without Elvis. Yeah, definitely. And there's no Elvis without all the people that inspired him. He's like Fats Domino was one of his favorites. Uh, the Presley estate today, I'm um, uh, sorry, as of 2020, so, you know, recently, 
the Presley estate is estimated he's dead now. He's dead. Dead for a while. For a while now. And his estate is still worth between four hundred and five hundred million dollars. Jeez. It is still a hot, hot like I think one of the, uh, one of the people for reference, I think Taylor Swift on her own is worth somewhere between three fifty to four hundred million. Wow. Alive. 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 So that is incredibly impressive. I've actually found out that Rihanna is just underneath Oprah Winfrey for being one of the wealthiest, like entertaining women in the world. Wow. I didn't realize Rihanna was as high as she was as far as like like sales and like just yeah. income. I didn't even realize Oprah Winfrey was that. Oprah Winfrey? Yeah. Dude, come on. Oprah. I mean, the the most? Oh as far as like entertaining women in the world, Oprah. Okay. Easy. Yeah, I can see that. Hello, cat. Thank you for the foley sound. Uh, yeah, so uh, so the Beatles beat him by a hundred million as far as like, and this is uh, uh, sales. So this is money generated, okay. yeah, as of twenty twenty uh, from their music and things like that. So uh, the Beatles, like so far, are ahead by a hundred million, but Elvis is the most by sales as a single individual artist, one yeah. man worth five hundred million. He doesn't have to split that four ways. Uh, no. He had over uh, 100 top 40 songs, including 18 number ones. Wow. And then Jeez. 40 top 10. Dang. Uh, from a span of, uh, let's, uh, yeah, so basically while he was alive, so what? Uh, he broke it big in 1956, and he died in 1977. In that time, which is, hmm, he died in his 40s. So, yeah, 20-ish years. Wow. He he killed it. Imagine generating $500 million worth of stuff in 20 years. I that's I can't. It's insane. That's insane. That's winning the lottery. That's just straight up winning the lottery every year for 20 years. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's basically Tax, what without that is. taxes. Like oh, yeah. without the taxes being taken out. Oh just, man. That's in that's how famous he was. I wonder if anyone, anyone in the rock genre, rock genre, like in the past ten years, has even come close. I'd like to see a Metallica. Going back to them, like that's yeah. that's the best reference I've got. Maybe ACDC close behind them, but like Guns and Roses. But still, that's like eighties. I'm talking about like. Do you think anyone recent? Oh no, no, um, no. Drake has got a lot of numbers uh, by units sold. Okay. So, so sales and I think number of units sold. Sorry, not the number of the units, like individual like CDs or digital copies. Um, so that's not the dollar amount of that, but like I forget what that number was. But he's leading it as a single artist by units sold. Okay. So, but they didn't say the dollar value on that, and I don't believe it's as high as Elvis's was. Oh yeah, probably not. So, yeah, it is. It's crazy. There's a reason he's called the king. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, Michael Jackson got pretty close with a lot of those records, though. I think Thriller is the number one selling album of all time. Wow. Yeah. I, I, believe, I believe it is. It. I believe it is all time. And I believe it too. It's I don't, a fantastic I don't need to fact check that. I just believe it. Yes. <laughs> I'll take, I'll take the word on that. That one, one doesn't need Google. Yeah. Uh, da, 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 da. uh, he made 31 films between 1956 and really? 1969. He was in 31 films. 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 These aren't... Feature-length films. Wow. 
I mean, and Lilo and Stitch is not included in that. No, no, okay. he is in. Guardians oh, of the wow. I think there's one that's like Lucy Goosey where he's like, a, I don't know if he was like a cameo or something. Didn't really like count, but he's in as like the star of 31 how, films. How much you got to dish out to get Elvis as a cameo? Well, he wanted to. Oh, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> but he really, I believe uh, he really wanted to act like he really wanted to be taken huh. seriously as an actor. Um, but they're like, shut up and shake those hips. Pretty much. That's that's on. That's basically on point. Because uh, he he wanted to be a dramatic actor at least to some degree. Um, I don't know if it was to replace his singing career because he always loved music. But I think I think he just wanted to be taken seriously. And there's yeah. I mean, it's it's hard to picture that when you see like a, I mean, going back to my grandmother. Uh, I mean, I've seen Blue Hawaii. I've seen bits of uh, Viva Las Vegas. I think there's one where he's a photographer that might be Vegas. Um. Uh, you know, and he, he's the same, is essentially the same character in every one of these films. You know, he's got to bust out a guitar and sing a song. Uh, he's a ladies' man. He's kind of a goof. And then okay. all the women want to, you know, all the men want to be him. All the women want him kind of thing. I can relate to that. <laughs> Stop running away. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'd like to see it. Obviously. You know how, like, Michael Myers, uh, is uh essentially like a a modified Shatner mask. What? Like, you know, yeah, like the, the the jumpsuit with the knife and the really bad latex mask. Okay, it's yeah. a modified uh, Captain Kirk mask. I never piece that together. It's it's it doesn't look it, but this it's, is the first time I'm hearing of. But this. it's supposed to be like Captain Kirk, so I'm just imagining like you switch the out like hell. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna break this door down. <laughs> same music and everything no 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 it's the same thing but maybe major like the john carpenter da, 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 da. but it's got like that rock and roll oh, man. Up to elvis is as uh... you're the devil in disguise <laughs> <laughs> elvis in the shining <laughs> all work and no play makes johnny a dull boy here's johnny here's johnny <laughs> i watched that you know i think he would have done that Oh yeah. To be honest, because like he he did uh, like I said, jokes aside, he did want to be taken seriously as an actor. I mean, he was in you know he liked it enough to be in thirty one films. I don't like. Wow. I know the Beatles, which is it could be an interesting story in itself. Like they got. Um, I'm not the biggest Beatles fan, but there's some of their music that like that, that, that's good. Well, they obviously have great music, but there's some songs that even I like. Um, but I know they like didn't see a lot of that money. They got like screwed oh, wow. out of so much money. Like uh, that's a whole separate thing to get into. Its own episode probably. Uh, yeah, talk about finances and bands. <laughs> it's a sad story. Uh, but yeah, they got. Um, I know what, a part of their deal too is like they got sucked into being in a lot of movies, like Yellow Submarine. Um, actually, for the most part, Yellow Submarine isn't them. Like they're really? it's a bunch of voice actors pretending to be them and they show up like at the end. Like there's Hard Day's Night, which they're in. It's just like a black and white, like them being them goofing okay, all over yeah. town or whatever. I forget there's another one, and then they, I think they had to do four films. It's like three or four films. And uh Yellow Submarine's like voice actors, and then at the end they show up like they probably were in studio realistically for probably like three hours. Because wow. they're just like what do we do to need to get out of this? So what are we contractually obligated to do? 
And they did like the littlest amount. So that's kind of like the difference then with Elvis. I mean, being in 31 films. I think I Elvis mean, was. He wanted to. He pro- they, they probably had less pull with Elvis. I mean, I don't think Elvis, like based on what I read about him, I don't think there's many people that are pushing Elvis around. I mean, could you imagine being the director of a film and then seeing uh, under auditions, like Elvis's name on a sheet being like, yeah, you, you don't have to audition. You're just after his after going number one that he would actually be like, yeah, I don't think you really need to audition for this. You could, if you want to roll, you can have it. <laughs> I don't know, boss. I, I don't know who to pick for this role. I'm so confused. And, <laughs> and it's like, well, do you want the guy who just sold 60 million albums in the 70s? Or do you want some guy named Hank? <laughs> yeah, get the get the pretty guy. <laughs> Yeah, get the one that shakes his hips. His hips and the things. Uh, I think he was, realistically, these roles were probably written for him. Yeah, like he, probably. I, I severely doubt he auditioned. The writers being in the writing room like, oh, Elvis is playing this role. It's the hardest part about... Okay. The hardest writing part, it down. The hardest part about writing those movies is like, how do we get a guitar in the desert? <laughs> He's going to sing a ballad about the sun. How do you do it? Now there's this lone gas station. Yeah. And they only sell various items, and one of them just happens to be a guitar. Ah, yes. Brilliant. Brilliant. <laughs> so it's post apocalyptic World War II Germany. <laughs> <laughs> this little town's been leveled. The infected are coming over the hill. How do we get a ballad about a girl named Cherry in there? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think they're making suddenly it's Call of Duty. Like what was it? No, Black Ops. I don't, I don't know if they were making much post-apocalyptic Germany zombie films in 1950. <laughs> uh, indie filmmakers out there, uh, please, <laughs> please, <laughs> please make a basically blue Hawaii just in like you know in zombie. Hitler's a culture. <laughs> <laughs> any any Elvis impersonator will do. Just get any. him in that movie. Bruce Campbell, actually. I'll take Bruce Campbell. Okay. He was in a movie called Bubba Hotel. Um, it is as bizarre as the name implies. Oh, jeez. I mean, he got called Bubba, and there is an Egyptian god in the movie. Okay. That's yeah. That's all you had to say. Uh, speaking of like conspiracies and stuff. Uh, the movie is about him like faking his death, and uh, uh, <laughs> I recommend watching it. It's 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 an entertaining watch. I will give it. I will. That's all I'm going to say. About okay. It. Okay. Uh, like he fakes his death, and basically he kind of wants to go back. He fakes his death with the body double, and the body double is the one who you know gets fat and dies. And Elvis, you know, everybody believes that's still him. So the real Elvis is like, no, it was me. I'm still alive. No one's like, nah, you're an impersonator. <laughs> so like he goes his whole life not being able to like relive it to because, be himself to be himself because like he passed the buck because he wanted originally he was just going to take some time off wow in the movie he was just gonna, he's going to take some time off and then the body double like you know dies so his like uh his you know his uh um his link back to his life is gone because people now know he's dead wow it and there's an that's an entertaining story on its own. Wow! In a retirement home, now add an Egyptian deity. What? 
Okay. This is the same movie. This is the same movie. It the first half was all you needed. You didn't No, need... it's an, if you would have actually like that is like either bordering on a Tarantino or Edgar Wright movie. Yeah. I very would very much would like to see. I would actually like to do Tarantino as much as I didn't love the uh, most recent movie he did. What is it? Um, something Hollywood. Once upon a time in Hollywood. As okay, much as yeah. I didn't really like that movie so much, it's beautiful, but I didn't really like it. That style, but this story. <laughs> Still Bruce Campbell. Okay. Yeah. Still Bruce Campbell. Wait, as the real Elvis or as the impersonator that dies? As the real Elvis, and then we can get um, uh, Christoph Waltz to be the impersonator. What if we just have a movie with just nothing but just full of Elvis impersonators, and the entire movie you're trying to guess which one's the real Elvis, and it never really alludes to it, like Emmanite Shyamalan or anything like that. Oh, Emmanite Shyamalan. He could pull it off. He could pull it off. It's split, but each personality is just a different era of Elvis. <laughs> just a different Elvis. <laughs> just a different era of Elvis. <laughs> I'm Elvis from Blue Hawaii. <laughs> <laughs> That's terrible. <laughs> How far back are we going? Do you have a little kid? <laughs> no, the, no, just the like... The bully I'm... picked on Elvis from high school. <laughs> One of them's fat Elvis. One of them's... <laughs> <laughs> One of them is the childhood that got a, that got like tormented and fragmented. So we got to have the origin Elvis. I'm sad. I'm the sad. I'm. <laughs> I'm only eight. With the really bad accent. I'm only eight. I'm sad, Elvis. Well, you gotta think like poor, really just downtrodden. I I could go with the whole Elvis like backstory movie just as him as a kid, and then he grows up to be an actual Elvis impersonator, and he <laughs> wasn't Elvis the whole time. I'm sad. I'm the Elvis that really likes pie. <laughs> <laughs> How many personalities do you have? Five hundred million. Oh man, yeah, Bubba Hotep's great. Um, I was going to say something once upon a time uh, in Hollywood, but I lost it. I want that movie to be made. That's so good. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, uh, any aspiring uh, aspiring filmmakers, uh, please, please, a post-apocalyptic World War II occult Hitler zombie army featuring Elvis and at least one song. Or just listen to our podcast and any idea we come up with. Make Maybe a not movie any. Into it. So, that one is for grabs for sure because yeah. I, it'll add years to my life to see that get made. <laughs> okay, so uh, getting back, <laughs> sad Elvis. <laughs> getting back into sad Elvis. Getting getting back into Elvis. <laughs> oh, I, mean, I think that's our first T-shirt. <laughs> just sad Elvis. Sad Elvis. No other descriptions. It's just Maybe like head. established nineteen. <laughs> 19- it's just the hair with like a teardrop. <laughs> uh, okay, so let's go. <laughs> That's the next podcast. Just, that's a beset. <laughs> Two hours. All right, so now, okay. And now, if you haven't already, put on your seatbelts. Okay. Because now, okay. now we begin Wackadoo Junction. Oh, I thought we were already there, brother. <laughs> 
we cascaded into wackadoo. Okay. Instead of it's just a step. <laughs> wackadoo. <laughs> you don't steer your way into wackadoo junction. You fall down the stairs. Uh, okay. So now we're going to get into the major conspiracies. And real quick, what adds fuel to the, there's, there's a lot of, there's a lot of things that actually happened that fueled the conspiracies. And one of the biggest ones, let's say, is that he could technically, let's say age-wise, still be alive. He would be between 86 and 87 years old. Okay. So he could and still be alive. With today's like plastic surgery and all the... Just, all the let, let's, get yeah. in, let's get into his health record. But, Later on, okay. and I'm going to say, I don't think he saw 86 or 87, no. or did he? But uh, he was uh, not the pinnacle of health for a couple reasons. Okay. So, uh, so what fueled some of these are, let's say, three. So there's three major things we're going to get into uh, that kind of build into the entire conspiracy. This, you know, the ingredients that make this crazy cake. Okay. I like that. I like that. Yes. Separate your dry crazy from your, your wet crazy. And then you mix them later. That's the next shirt. Yes. <laughs> Just the... one crazy cake. <laughs> Shells and all. Uh, so it's actually there. He does have a connection to the U S government. What? Uh, there is some mysterious circumstances about his death that people don't, that, oh, that people geez. argue. Yes. And then the alleged sightings that could happen because of the first two things. So we'll, um, I'm saving sightings for last because I've got a okay. video for us. Okay. And uh, I, I think we're probably going to wind up wrapping on some of the great comments that are in the comment section. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Along with an ed- along with a website dedicated to him being alive. I don't. I don't know if this podcast is good for my mental health. You're going to end up turning me into a hardcore conspiracy. <laughs> I do. Uh, reading through this, like, uh, it's a rabbit hole. <laughs> like, I had to, I had to cut stuff out. <laughs> like, there's so, there's so much in here, but I, I had to, like, I was like, this can't be six hours long. Were you like getting hyped? Like, yeah, that's him. That's that's the one. <laughs> no, actually, the opposite. Like, laughing my ass off because of like what like what <laughs> what people will look for to justify oh, their yeah. theory Definitely. like the seeing what you want is basically yeah. what it, and how hard they have to try when you're expecting this when you want to you can see it in almost anything the mind is a crazy thing oh yeah like it will if you want something it's like the number 23 that movie with the uh, jim carrey terrible movie but cool premise where it was like he saw the number 23 everywhere he looked like I had the license plates numbers together and then divide them by eight. I was like, where do you get eight from? Yeah. And it's, where? Like, <laughs> and it's like, and it's like, and even like his kid points it out in the movie. It's like, you're making it happen. You're making it equal 23. So that's kind of what people are doing here. Okay. Is that kind of like same obsessive, like equals Elvis is alive. But, uh, yeah, so let's get into, let's see, what should we start with? Let's start with his connection to the U.S. government. Okay. So, 
uh, one of the conspiracies came from a book by Gail, by quote unquote author, Gail Brewer Giorgio. She's, I think it's Giorgio. Forgive me. Now she is an author, but I really don't like what she did. So oh, she really okay. did write books, but the action she's about to do here and what she wound up causing and how she did it, I really don't like her for it. So she's she's an author. Okay. Okay. But I mean, I could next week if I wanted to. So <laughs> some people really take the time to like write books, do the research, send it draft after draft after draft to a, a professional editor and they spend money to hire these people to, you know, go through their books with a, with a, with a steel comb and send back it, send it back three pounds heavier in red ink, you know? Okay. There are people I know yeah. that have that passion of uh, a buddy of mine actually just finished a book he's been writing for a long time. Don't know if he's going to release it or not, but he's been working on it for like four years, five years. Yeah. But like, I, you know, and this was like a week. It's a, this is a, so this is like a fantasy novel he's written, but he's still like, yeah, I mean, and it is the best example I have of like, you know, just draft after draft, you know, them just like you paying somebody to tear your work apart. But mm. you want that to happen because you want it to go underneath the cruelest filters to get it back and make it even better. It's like working out. You're tearing the muscle to make it bigger when it comes back. Okay. Uh, she did none of this, in my opinion. <laughs> <laughs> so, and she just, there's so many claims here. So, to begin with, so Elvis, um, you know, let's let's switch it up a little bit. So we're gonna come back to that to the the author. I'm sorry, still learning. Let's actually talk about his connection to the government first. Okay. Because this will lead, I think that will cascade okay. better. Cascade. Let's stop using that word. That, we're going to lead into the, the conspiracy stuff. Cascade. Third t-shirt. Cascade. Yeah, it's a very nice word. <laughs> All right. So, he does have a connection to the U.S. government. Okay. So let's start with that. He created Area 51. <laughs> you just put those green people over there. <laughs> um... So the way this kind of starts is that Elvis enjoyed collecting like officer badges, like police badges. And that is such a famous person hobby. Yeah. (laughs) Who else? I mean, I know of somebody that has like a couple fake ones. Maybe could do that when he was in high school. Yeah. Imagine you or I going up to a police station going, can I get a badge, please? Can I have your badge? Yeah. <laughs> but we're talking about the most famous person. Yeah, he could say that. In he could the just world. go, Can I have your badge? Uh yes. Give me the one on your chest. That's the one I want. This one's sweaty. Okay. Have this one. I'm gonna get fired for this. Yes, sir, Mr. Presley. Yeah. So <laughs> So yeah, that's such like a crazy famous person thing to yeah. do. Um, but I also know like there's there's another interesting one is like uh but like really Getty Lee collects like baseballs, like signed baseballs. And he's got, okay. I mean, that's not as bad. That's not as bad, but like the ones he has are insane. Oh, okay. And he has so many of them. Well, like Mike Calta on the radio, he collects guitars, but like some of them aren't signed by musicians. It's just like whoever's in his house that's famous. It's like, hey, sign this guitar for me. That's cool. And it's like, yeah, have, having a guitar signed by Gilbert Gottfried. Isn't it? Is. <laughs> it's interesting. Yeah, I think. Yeah, it's more interesting. 
It's just more common to have it, but you know, music- musicians, maybe their guitars, stuff oh, like that. Dude, guitars are their own. Oh, they're their own collection. It's yeah. such an expensive hobby if you want oh, good ones. Man. Uh, ooh, uh, I've, I've got like. Ooh. I wonder how much Elvis's guitar is worth. Or any of See, his like played guitar, equipment. but he wasn't like a guitar god. Not no, yeah, no, no, no. no, no, no. He wasn't. Uh, he could probably campfire his way around songs because that's what he did to like to uh, practice singing yeah. and stuff. But like, I think we're talking like Johnny Cash level, as far as I'm to understand. I've never seen him. All the guitar solos you see, like his his guy, which I wish I knew the name of him off the top of my head. Uh, the guy that played with him was actually like one of the like kind of like the steve Vai of the 50s oh okay. like he was like the the stuff we're hearing we take for granted try to have the context of never hearing that before yeah Ever. it was all just brand new at the time yeah i mean chuck berry was the like the, probably the first guitar like god yeah probably uh because like so many people cite him and there's like good guitarists but everyone's like but you're not chuck berry you know yeah and uh even like elvis's guy wasn't quite you know as famous as that he was known as elvis's guitarist but like if you listen to some of the stuff on the songs it's the tone might not be what you prefer i mean i i wonder what that guitarist's life would have been like hmm. if not been the guitarist of elvis presley he probably you know because he probably he was a session guy so he probably did live in the shadow of elvis presley though like he couldn't really achieve too much fame yeah, but I mean, you're Elvis's guitar player, so you're not hurt. Yeah, much, that's that's think. true. That's true. And I think the fame thing with them, like he kept a lot of the same musicians for very long periods of time. Yeah, like, he had his crew. Okay. Um, so I think like they just like he just they were his friends, you know. I just wonder if he could have been known as like like a Steve Vai type, you know, in that era instead of being known as Elvis's guitar player. You know what I mean? True. From going back to context though like before chuck berry i don't think there was like i think singers were kind of it like i don't think yeah i maybe in like certain special cases you had like a classical guitar player or something like that in certain circles like especially that music was more popular then hmm. um but uh it's jazz guys that are really really good but if we're talking like popular rock and roll like Django reinhardt was around then he was in, he was a insane uh gypsy jazz guitar player Okay. Um, he's a cool story too. Uh, can't differ too much off topic, but he was insane. He, yeah, a lot of people don't know about him, but I think that's the only reason why he was. Yeah. And he also he also died relatively middle aged, young, not that old. Okay. Um. Yeah, but I don't think at the time there was like uh there was the position of a guitar. Yeah. God, until Chuck Berry made it like every kid wanted a guitar. Yeah, I think I'm. I'm glad that that happened because I mean, yeah, I, yeah. I don't even want to get to like, you know, possible futures, but that that had to happen to all the popular genres that I like, metal and rock and like. There's certain stuff that really had to happen. Oh yeah, in place of music for us to have all these weird genres that we have now. Yeah, good or bad. I mean, it's just it, everything had to happen away for it to get to here. And then you like, it's crazy. It's crazy to put into context. You take away Chuck Berry and you don't have somebody like the architects. Yeah. 
It's so weird. It's like that doesn't happen if you don't have, you know, roll over Beethoven. You know what I mean? It's wow. Crazy. History's crazy. And uh so is this story. <laughs> okay, yeah, continue. So uh so Elvis, going back to it, he really liked collecting badges. It was a he was it was just his crazy guy, fun hobby thing. He collected one in like every city he went to, and he had lots of them. So one of the running theories, and this is less conspiracy theory and more of, because uh, we haven't gotten to the conspiracy part of this yet, because this is all true. Um, you know, he liked badges, and he wrote Richard Nixon. Like that's all true. Like he wrote, wow. he wrote Richard Nixon, um, saying he wanted to become a agent at large for the Bureau of Narcotics and Dangerous Drugs as a person to help solve that problem. So, so he so he wanted to be an actor. Mm-hmm. Already great musician. Wanted oh, to be right. an actor. Yeah. And, Best musician in the world. And right then now. just wrote up the president, like, hey, can you also me like also like put me in some sort of department? Yeah. To- <laughs> so so he, I believe he chose the Bureau of Narcotics and Dangerous Drugs because that was the one he was probably he could justify being a part of better. Okay. Being in that in yeah. that ring. But the theory is that he just wanted a badge for his collection because he wound up getting one. Oh. But he had no authority and it was an honorary title. It's oh. like getting it's like getting Yeah. It's like getting wings on a plane. It's like a participation trophy. Kind of that Elvis kind of invented and Nixon was like, sure. <laughs> um a couple of interesting things. Uh so let's get into a couple facts about it. Like, so December 21st, 1970, he met with Richard Nixon at the White House. Like he wrote him, correspondence came in and he, wow. Elvis, and this is Elvis. This is Elvis 1970. So he's super famous. I think he's already done, he did the comeback tour because he did wind up doing a comeback tour in like 68. So he's like hot coming back. Like wow. he's still like, he's maybe not hot anymore, but he's, He's uh, it's like this. It's like the second coming of Elvis. <laughs> really, it kind of was like there's if you've ever seen Elvis in like a black leather like jumpsuit. Yeah. Like yeah. Elvis in black. That's that era. Okay. Like the, the 60s when he came back and kind of went more of the rock side of things. Yeah. And he wasn't that big then. No, actually, he wasn't. He was big in like the last few years. And I, I think it yeah. starts. Uh, I think it starts 72 is when he starts. He's he's. He's bigger than he should be. Uh, this is me speaking. Uh, he's bigger than he should be uh, when, because he's not like, he's six foot, but he's not made to be a big guy. Yeah. Um, but he's not like, there's pictures with him and Nixon. He's not like the end of his career big. Okay. Yeah. So his healthy weight, they said, was like 187. He's okay, probably yeah, yeah. like in the early twos at, in that point. Okay. Yeah. Um, he gets big later and we'll get into that so he wrote nixon to become a federal uh federal agent at large which is not a title that's not a real thing federal agent at large those are elvis's words to so it's nixon. like at large is like what you would say a criminal yes yeah. it's like still at large uh so far i could not find where he came up with that term but okay yeah in the government there is no thing called age they're active agents but there's no agents at large <laughs> Yeah, it's like they're like running away. Ironically, he would become a large agent. 
<laughs> That's a cheap shot. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm not sorry. So um, he, what he actually did believe, though, and I think this is more, in my opinion, this is totally my opinion based on what I read. I don't think I'm alone in this, but what I think it was is, so he thought he could help out. So at the time, so we're talking 70s, um, we've got the, the British invasion. We got hippies, uh, you know, the hippie movement. Um, a lot of like, uh, you got some early communist ideals coming in in the okay, 60s and yeah. stuff. So that, that we're in that era now. Woodstock, you know, uh, the 50s parents' nightmare for their children because this is what they're growing up into. Like, I don't want wow. my kids to be hippies. Uh, yeah. So Elvis being pretty American, he was very, very proud of America. And uh, not the biggest fan of communism, as we're coming to find out. So I think him saying, like, you know, I can help out, like, combat hippie and anti-American sentiment culture and, like, the hippie thing. He's like, I can help deal with that because they don't see me as a threat. He's like, I can basically be, like, an not not like an insurgent, but basically he can, as it's like your friend telling you, like, hey, maybe, maybe smelling terrible. And covered in mud is not a great way to live. <laughs> come on, let's go get a steak. Let's, let's, and some deodorant. Let's, let's get some steak. Like, come on, take a shot. I mean, but the next movie I do want to see is Elvis as an insurgent. That's as an insurgent. Everything he's saying about <laughs> Elvis, but he's got like a headband and he's like, like flower. Trying to speak like in a Russian, like dude, let's put it in the cold no, war. No, we're putting it in the cold. <laughs> He's trying to like mimic a Russian. He still has full accent. And he's trying to convince them that he's on their team. <laughs> How's it going, Nikolai? <laughs> he's put it, he puts about as much effort into the Russian accent as Sean Connery. <laughs> yes, this is a Russian shop. <laughs> And so that's a what what is that the Scottish side of Russia? <laughs> well, I've I've never been to the gulag before. <laughs> hey there, comrade. <laughs> Let's go make vodka out of potatoes. <laughs> so it's the sequel to my German. <laughs> yeah. So, the he's sequel, just, so he's he just an agent. And he has to deal with like so it's like this it's like the the covert World War II stories where it's like this didn't happen because they covered it up and you know he went in to stop it and it's like no one will know of the heroic deeds he ever did and he's like as long as it's for America <laughs> just just remake all of the old James Bond movies but you, cheaper and use an Elvis impersonator. <laughs> My name's Bond. <laughs> <laughs> Instead of like a martini, it's just like a burger and a wrapper and like beer. <laughs> Everybody still treats him like James Bond, though, but he's just like kind of just kind of like a broadish American guy. <laughs> like everybody's so like, oh, yes, Mr. Bond. Hello. How's it going there? What I <laughs> what happened to your face? <laughs> oh, is that what you think you were going to do to me? Oh, let me tell you. <laughs> Hold on just a minute. Hang on there. <laughs> Here, it's a car that's actually a phone. 
<laughs> Somehow we need to get Mike Myers into this as well. <laughs> he plays the villains. He plays the Bond villains. I heard one of the funniest things about the new movie, and they said that uh, sadly, uh, Austin Powers is closer to James Bond than the latest James Bond. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> it's, it's kind of it's pretty honest. They, oh, I can't. I don't want to. I'm not going to do spoilers. But okay, yeah. Sadly, there's a no plot spoilers. line that's shared between the two movies. I'll say between both third. No, yeah, the third. So the gold member and this latest one. I'm just going to say they share a plot point. Is it the sharks with freaking laser beams? <laughs> I, I wish it was. <laughs> it would have been a whole better that, movie because that's a Bond thing. Sharks with laser beams on their heads. So all this stuff. Elvis thought he could be like, a, you know, it's a friend saying, hey, try America. Capitalism's good. Like he was, he, you know, he, you know, I think this, like I said, this is all to get his hands on, you know, that sweet, sweet badge. Okay. For his collection. Yeah. I, yeah. That's my opinion. That's my opinion. That was his first addiction. Yeah. No, it's not. <laughs> oh. No, no, it's not. There's his hobby. He had so many other addictions. Already at this point? Oh, yeah. This is oh. the 70s. Oh. He dies in 77. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, he was uh, health to come later, but uh, okay, yeah. no, Elvis, ironic. Badge, just an addiction among many. It, it, I, it's ironic that he is trying to work for the Bureau of Narcotics and Dangerous Drugs. Okay. See, I thought we didn't mention that for a reason. I thought that was to come. It was no, like, no, no, no. Eventually, no. just, then no. he would be an insurgent. Yeah, no. <laughs> I just want to be first in line. <laughs> oh, I'll find him already. <laughs> Excuse me, sir. Is that the smell of... <laughs> is, that, is that the marijuana or the B.O. I'm smelling? <laughs> is that marijuana? That smells mighty weak. <laughs> well, let me tell you. Not much of a connoisseur myself. <laughs> So, 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 uh, I, to my opinion, um, <laughs> I think he went as far to try to get this badge, you know, so he wanted the badge and he's justifying it saying, you know, how I can help out with anti-American, uh, sentiments in music. I can help with the hippie culture thing, uh, you know, to try to like, you know, bring, you know, kind of keep that from going to the anti-American stuff from going too far. And I believe he went as far as throwing the Beatles under the bus. What? So, uh, so fun fact, I believe. Give me that badge. The Beatles smoke weed. Oh, I found them. They, so he met the Beatles before the Beatles and Elvis sat in a room together, almost a billion dollars worth of record sales. Wow. Sitting in one room together. Where is that room? It's one of Elvis's house houses, California. Wow, that'd be that is a real thing, man. They met. Elvis hates John. Hated John Lennon. Really, he hated John Lennon. Just the one. That's the only Beatle he hated. Uh, the one that he wound up not liking. I think he didn't really the hate, most. I don't think he really minded the other ones because John Lennon really was, from what I can tell, the only one that's writing songs like uh, Imagine and stuff like that. Yeah, that's true. So. I think John Lennon was definitely the one the furthest in the direction. And if like the quote unquote 
you know, communist ideals were to come from somebody. Oh. Probably John Lennon. Oh. So. I see this is going. Yeah. So uh, George Harris claims that it was hate at first sight uh, when the wow. two musicians met in 1965. Wow. Okay. So some things I read about uh, <laughs> things I read about that event were that you know they met up at his house in California. You know uh, Priscilla opens the door. He's married at this point to Priscilla Presley. Um, she opens the door. The Beatles walk into his house, and this is like you know they're the Beatles at this point. They were invited, right? Yeah, they came over. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. They, yeah. So they came over to his house because they wanted to meet. They're in the area, um, and. Uh, Elvis wanted apparently like they from her accounts. So they allegedly he kind of had like the you know, you guys are the Beatles, but I'm the king kind of attitude towards oh, things. Oh yeah. Cuz like he was their main they they were his main competition at the time. Oh yeah, definitely. Um he did say that he did like some of their music and even John Lennon about Elvis said before Elvis there was nothing. So I don't know if that happens before this meeting if he said that. When he said that, but John Lennon, like at least to a, like, he had reverence for Elvis. I don't think I don't think Lennon had that same. At least there's I can't I haven't read anything that like he said nasty about Elvis or like. But the most one of the things I did read though is that he definitely had reverence for how famous he was. Okay, yeah, uh, and he did it just one guy. Yeah, and that's that's the thing. Like, uh, no, no knocking their incredible success but like yeah it's elvis by himself made that money that was like the soch and the greaser time right it's like elvis was very much the greaser like you could the rockabilly yeah like hanging out at the you know uh, and the socias were like no beatles are better eh. there is like because they came out really close together mm-hmm. like the are i think one of the biggest arguments well, not biggest argument but one of the an argument basically is are you an elvis guy or you're a beatles guy yeah or a person, uh, I am definitely an Elvis fan. Like that, I, I don't oh, hate the Beatles. Yeah. I do not hate the Beatles, but I, I'm, I don't, I'm not going to pick them over Elvis. Yeah, no. Because there's in their earlier songs, especially, and then individually, I actually really like. I like George Harrison. Yeah, that's I think Ringo true. is very much underrated. I think Photograph is a great song, or Have a Photograph, something like that. And then obviously Paul McCartney, up to the eighties. Working with Michael Jackson is about to roll off for me. On uh, beyond that, it's like okay, <laughs> neat. Um, yeah, but apparently he wasn't. Uh, Elvis put on like you know he wasn't afraid to let them know who he thought he was and kind of really who he was in the music world. Elvis, yeah, the king. So eventually, like things did apparently like lighten up, and they wound up like having an uh. What's the word for divorced couples? An amicable time? Like things were okay. Yeah. After maybe about a half hour from what I read, like it was tense for that bit of time. And then apparently they, there's this like, did they jam? Did they not jam? In my opinion, does it matter? Yeah. Five of the most famous people in the world are sitting in one room. Yeah, seriously. <clears throat> yeah. That, yeah, that's insane. Uh, so going back to the, so he basically used the Beatles as like, you know, these guys are singing those kind of, you know, anti-American ideal kind of songs, um, uh, citing like John Lennon and stuff. And like, apparently this is where like Nixon's like, maybe there's a point to this kind of thing. Uh, but I mean, he wound up getting the badge and, uh, 
that's kind of the end of it. Like he never did anything with it or did he? Oh, okay. So here we go. Um, another connection. So there's another connection that Elvis has to the mafia. Well, that's yeah, I'd expect that. Well, it's not in the way you probably think. Oh, so, uh, one of, so from those conspiracies, we get, so from, no, those are conspiracies. Sorry. From that actual happenings, we get that, uh, Elvis is now an undercover FBI agent. He works for, oh. the, he works for the FBI and, uh, you know, and in his exploits and, uh, you know, diligent efforts in the underground, he turned in a international drug cartel called the fraternity and uh, they threatened his life. So he faked his death and then went into hiding as a result of, so you've got all that information and then you got from that stems. That's the fuel for he faked his death and now he's in hiding. So he actually did fake his death and go into hiding. No, that's where it comes from. Oh, okay. Okay, that's why people think that he... That's why people okay. think so. Okay, yeah. It was tough to put this in a narrative, I'm sorry. <laughs> it's it's fine, it's fine. So, uh, so we're... So basically, the overarching thing is he fakes his death, you know, they put a wax dummy in his casket that they have an open casket for, you know, and there's things about it that people say did look right and stuff, but it's like, it's from the bomb dummy... Doesn't look right. Yeah, that's true. Um, there's also crazy facts that, like, uh, apparently for real, his coffin uh, weighed like 900 pounds. Oh, because it was made out of solid copper. Oh, which I didn't know was an option. Well, that's a reward in and of itself if you could dig that up. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so why? That's the copper these days. <clears throat> why a copper coffin? Well, uh, apparently it's very resistant to deterioration. 900 pounds of it? Well, I think that might be the total weight. That might be the total weight. So I think it's Elvis when he died was somewhere in the ballpark. And remember, he's a slender build guy in the ballpark of 250 to 300 pounds. So then, still after embalming, would be like 150 of just skeleton and muscle. Right. And so fat. then, and then his coffin on top of that, like, I don't know about 900 pounds. That's what the guy said. Joe Esposito said that. Okay. Uh, like his, uh, one of his uh, touring managers. So I, I'm, when I looked online, I saw they can get between three to 400 pounds. Wow. So 900. Done. Yeah. That might be like a mythical. Um, so the mafia part of where the word mafia enters Elvis's life though is something that was barely related to him so Elvis at one point when he was still alive tried to get rid of what he imagine being so wealthy that you just have too many planes oh and you you gotta let one go because you're running out of space you're never flying it anymore that's last year's That's model. Last year's G6. I'll give it to a different Elvis impersonator. Uh, so, yeah. So, he wanted to sell this plane. And uh, his dad was the one that needed to uh, 
Vernon, he would Vernon uh, Presley needed to sell this thing. It was his job because he handled all a lot of the Presley finances. Um, I don't know if I'd have gone that choice, but maybe yeah. gave his dad a job. So um, we're not gonna. That's a whole financial scheme there. So we're not. I'm not gonna go into every detail, but uh, basically, he talks to this guy Vernon Presley. Talks to this guy named Frederick Fro. Uh, who turns out to be a mafia, uh, a scam artist who works with the mafia. Huh. So got a hold of the guy that handles Elvis's finances, and basically they come up with this, like it was, they said it was like a leasing scandal, but I don't know what they were leasing. But basically money gets transferred back and forth, and, these, and this uh, Frederick Pro guy, Pro guy gets a million dollars out of the Presley estate in 70s money. Wow. Uh, so sorry I didn't do the math on inflation on that, but that's seventies million dollars. So, jeez. Actually, do you mind googling that, or you have to uh, like? I can try it. Yeah, a million dollars in the seventies. So, million dollars. No, I, I, I can't do that. So basically, try try to picture. It's a lot of money. It's just a, it's enough to have a lot of planes. It's enough to have a lot of plans, right? So buy all the Elvis impersonators you want with that money. So they got that that money out of him, and uh, at the same time, uh, the FBI had been following this Frederick Pro guy and the fraternity. I don't know if he's a, let's just say Frederick Pro because fraternity. The fraternity is uh, Giorgio's words. The author we're going to get to later. Okay, so I'm not going to use her words. I mean, it's, the FBI was after this Pro guy. And uh, uh, so this leads us into like early August 1977, which as an Elvis fan starts to sound very familiar. Well, if you're an Elvis fan, the, the date's starting to sound familiar. Because in early August 70, uh, 1977, the FBI was ready to take down Frederick Pro, and they had enough evidence. They went after him. Wow. Uh, so they're going after this guy. I believe they arrest him. They're going into it. Not August, uh, I believe it is the 16th. Uh, da, 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 double checking, double checking. August 16th, 1977, at the age of 42, Elvis dies. Coincidentally, uh, at the same time. And that's not a conspiracy. Those things, those that's, things. That's factual. That's factual. Frederick Pro, oh. uh, the FBI went after him, Frederick Pro, and. Uh, wound up uh, arrest, arresting him at the same time Elvis actually dies. So, of course, now it's, now the conspiracy is, oh, uh, Elvis faked his death because of the mafia and the FBI is the one that's hiding it. Oh. So that's, our, that's our, one of our, our, that's probably the biggest I mean... That's that's where pe- that's where like these pieces where I'm kind of like okay I can see what you're going for here, but at the same time I feel like even in the in the seventies with how popular Elvis Presley was I feel like he could have if he had a problem with the mafia he could have just told anyone about it and it would have been handled you know what I mean mm. like I feel like even the mafia at that time wasn't enough to touch Elvis Presley. I am not confident enough to say that's necessarily true. Huh. 
Um, I am pretty sure uh, if they wanted him gone, they'd have him gone. Okay, okay. It'd be a tragedy. The Elvis guy. He fell down the stairs. I don't know how it happened. <laughs> I don't know how you get up and you fall down again. Ah. <laughs> no. Any chance I can use a Christopher Walken question? Well, that's the stereotypical mafia. Yes. <laughs> I'd probably say more uh, uh, The Godfather. But yeah, no, but it's funnier as Christopher Walken. It's funnier as Christopher Walken. Yeah, it's funnier as Christopher Walken. All right. He's our Elvis impersonator. <laughs> I'm so tired of that. <laughs> ah! Viva Las Vegas. <laughs> Burning love. Watch that movie. <laughs> he is our Elvis. World War II, post apocalyptic Germany. That's. No, he's the girl named Cherry. <laughs> <laughs> Elvis with lovely Steve eyes. Buscemi. Steve <laughs> Buscemi is the villain. Uh, I actually do want to see Steve Buscemi play a good villain. Boardwalk Empire. That, I haven't seen that one. I got Boardwalk see that. Empire. Yeah, he's he's pretty ruthless. I have, I have, okay, so for the record, I have not seen all of that show. I've seen a couple episodes because I didn't have like the right whatever thing that was on. I think that was actually yeah. cable at the time. Yeah. Um, I have no idea who has it now, and it's on my list. Like, it's like, it, it's like one of those like really, gr- uh, from what I can tell, great made stories. I could, like, like I said, haven't gone through the whole thing, but I hear from what I saw, Bushemi is incredible in it, at least. Man, I love Buscemi. Such an underrated actor. He's he very much so. And like a he could act- do an Elvis, but just as Steve Buscemi. <laughs> like you don't don't put on the accent at all. <laughs> just just see Steve Buscemi. He's playing Elvis. He has no idea. The whole film, he just doesn't he just, know he's playing Elvis. Like, why am I dressed this way? <laughs> I just think he's a 1950s like detective. Just have the director be like. Steve, that's great. Just keep going. He's like, what am I doing? <laughs> no one's giving me any direction. The, the Truman Show, but it's Steve Buscemi himself, and he doesn't know. One man <laughs> who didn't know he was Elvis. <laughs> oh, God. We have some terrible ideas. Indie filmmakers don't care. <laughs> okay. All right. So we've... So, uh, so we have our legitimate connection to the government um and i'll I'll detail the whole conspiracy once we get to the end of this as well because we get we're gonna be okay yeah kind of retreading a couple steps once we get into uh quote-unquote author territory it's i it might piss you off okay it might um did me quite a bit uh so we're gonna get into his mysterious death circumstances Okay. So he meets Nixon in 1970. So let's put in this, putting this into our timeline. Meets Nixon, 1970. Um, he dies in 1977, but in 19... So 1972, I believe he divorces Priscilla Presley. And from the accounts that I read, that's pretty much where his health starts to go like downhill. If you wanted to put like a timeline when Fat Elvis started... Pretty sure it's going to be 1972-ish. Okay. Because like that. Okay. From what I read, like, I mean, even though they divorced, um, that still hit him really hard. Mm. 
So, and then he just like, he was also like a workaholic too. And he was probably one of those people that just like worked to stay busy, uh, to not talk about that, you know, maybe, maybe, don't yeah. know. It's a speculation, but you know, he did get divorced in 1972 and his health did start to kind of fall apart. Um, cause he was already like, not a great, he was active, but he had like a terrible diet kind of thing. Well, yeah. With the peanut butter and banana and bacon and mayonnaise sandwich. sandwich. Uh, but Fried. he liked his burgers, uh, like his, all your classic American foods, you know, yeah, a lot of fatty foods. Like apparently like he was doing the Atkins thing, not like Atkins diet, but he was doing what would be close to the Atkins diet, like wow. high fat, high, you know, protein. Yeah. And it's not like he's doing it because, you know, he's trying to get into ketosis or whatever. It's because like, I don't really like broccoli. <laughs> Give me some of that Bernays sauce. <laughs> and I put it in my smoothie. Um, oh, so we get into, so uh, no one can completely agree that I've read 100% on exactly what killed Elvis. Huh. Um, so the, so also the autopsy also was not made public. Because it was determined to be of natural causes. They they don't ever release a autopsy if it's natural causes. Uh, according to and I believe this is a Tennessee thing. Uh, according to that particular situation, I believe I don't know if it's a Florida thing too, but uh, if it's not if it's natural causes, I believe it's it, in this case it did anyway. It stays with the family. Oh, so which I think is kind of crazy to begin with. Yeah. Like, if there was like a, I guess suppose if it was related to a crime, I think you can get a hold of some like crime documents at some point as a regular citizen. Yeah. Like if you request them, this is kind of weird. You could get somebody's autopsy. I think that's weird. Huh. To think about. Yeah, the, you, ne- you never even think about it. I, I mean, does everyone have an autopsy that dies? I'm. I thought that was just like a criminal thing if they're looking for something. Enjoy the sounds of vehicles in the background. I'm pretty sure I picked that up. Uh, no. Um, so, I mean, if you're like late 70s, you know, say 80s, 90s, I'm pretty sure you can put together what you probably died of. Um, oh, yeah. But not, and it's not necessarily a criminal thing. Okay. Okay. Uh, but if it's determined to be natural causes, at least in the state of Tennessee at this particular time, um, it w- it does not become public information because there was no like crime involved with it. So it's that all that information stays with the family. So because the public couldn't get their like their hands on the autopsy, which in my opinion is nobody's business. Yeah. If you think about it, in doing this research, I have read his divorce documents, his birth certificate, uh, wow. pictures of his alleged open casket and um uh yeah and then some pictures of his autopsy not pictures of the opposite the records of the autopsy not his actual wow i i mean i'm doing that for the the sake of having like good research on this but like i'm a little weirded out that i've seen those things about somebody that you can just find that out i can just type online yeah and that goes into back that goes back into like try to do the same research on john smith you know some some yeah. Joe Blow, Jane Doe person 
that you know and or yourself maybe even not your, obviously hopefully you're not looking up your own death certificate uh or autopsy oh. report i would hope you're not i need a different type of machine to look that up <laughs> i i think you have some i think you have bigger questions than how <laughs> on what the elvis conspiracy is how but did i die how am i bleeding bitch uh <laughs> but even like i mean aside from obviously hopefully having it in your house like Try to look that up about somebody you know yourself. I doubt you're going to find it so quick. Yeah. Actually, I know you're not going to find it so quick. And that's just how famous he is. Like, I could barely wow. get through Elvis Presley's, and then I had like a grocery list of things I could find out about. Wow. It's, yeah, that's, it's kind of like, yeah, that's, that's what, that's, that's, uh, famous. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, because people couldn't see the autopsy report, uh, that must mean it's not real. It's some kind of cover up. Yeah. It's a conspiracy effort if you're watching. Um yeah, and the doctor said it was natural causes too. So and we'll get to what natural causes here in a minute, but so the public doesn't get it. So on the evening of August sixteenth, nineteen seventy seven, former actress and model and current fiance Ginger Alden. Uh, discovered him in an unresponsive state on a bathroom floor. So he was oh. in the bathroom. Okay. Uh, on the floor? I thought he was on the toilet. Well, uh, she said he was on the toilet. Other people said he was in the bathroom. I'm going to go look at what she said and say he was probably on the toilet. Okay. Also based on what's about to come up. Oh. And what apparently didn't go down. <laughs> Uh, uh, <laughs> that was a cheap joke. I'm sorry, everyone. <laughs> I have to. Um, so yeah, this is kind of sad. I shouldn't be joking. It's, it's pretty sad. She tried to revive him and failed, and his death was officially... Man, it's pretty sad. I'm, I'm an asshole. <laughs> uh, he was officially pronounced dead at 3.30 p.m. at uh, Baptist Memorial Hospital. Okay. But he likely died way before that I, and some of the stories i read of the of the accounts because everybody's saying that's why i say he's in the bathroom and i'm going with her story because like, yeah she said he was on the toilet and then like honestly if you were going to lie you'd probably say like bathtub or something like oh he was shaving and he died but like she said toilet specifically yeah so i mean if you were gonna lie you'd probably lie up a little bit yeah not make him look so like I don't want to say shameful, but I mean, yeah, it's, 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 it's not a, the best place to. It's a private action. Yeah, you know, and I don't want it's some people. <laughs> it's a, it's a private action. <laughs> okay. So, um, I believe he was supposed to like be leaving some at some point later in the day, so she like checked on him, and he probably died like in the in like the early morning before Man. at this point. So he was there for like hours, probably. <sighs> and when she was home the whole time. Um, I couldn't find accounts of where she was, but she could have just been out and then like, yeah, to go check on him. Like, honey, I'm home. Wait, I thought you were supposed to be gone already. And then he was going to be leaving soon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, they didn't. I didn't quite find out where she was beforehand, but she is the one who found him, and it's his fiance. Wow. So, yeah, that sucks. If anybody was going to lie about it, I think she would. Um, most people agree that it was some sort of heart failure, though. Um, and traditionally people are saying it's brought on by like drugs, you know, because okay. it's, yeah. it's no secret that he was, he took a lot of drugs, but I didn't know how many, 
uh, and we find out. Do wait, we have a number? I do have a number, but oh. at the moment, at the time, I did not know how many drugs. Oh, um, so people say it was some. It was heart failure, and that let's say that is the general consensus, and that's why the doctor said natural causes. It was heart failure, but how did his heart fail and why is oh. what people cannot agree on. And the reason it becomes a big deal is because there's his, his personal physician. He's got this crazy name, but if you look up Elvis's physician, Dr. Nick, it's like Nicolapa. It's a weird, it's a weird name. Okay. I'm not good at that. So I'm calling him Dr. Nick and you'll find it based on that. Like his nickname was Dr. Nick. Um, he, that was his personal physician. Lab reports done two months after he died suggested that he had between nine and 14 different drugs in his system at the same time. And they said uh, 10 insignificant quantities. Jeez. That's that's a lot of drugs. That's... I'm trying to think... Like if if most of them are just the small little uh, round ones, you could probably get like nine to fourteen different ones in your hand. But if any of them are that like horse pill shape, that's a that's a hefty dude. You're taking pills for like ten minutes a day. I mean, he's probably taking them throughout the day to like because wow. it's like because it's uppers, downers, all it's it's the thing is is it's not like it's not like a oh he took like a lot of speed. It's a lot of like everything. And it's wow. and it's like prescriptions too, so it's like it could be like Valium and uh, 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 what's the one of the biggest ones? Uh, someone starts with a Z, right? Oh, Zan- Xanax, Xanax. Yeah. stuff like stuff of that caliber. Wow, you know, doing that for a long time, Vicodin and yeah, crazy, like the heavy, heavy, the stuff that's on, <laughs> yeah, but this it's is, like, oh, your elephant broke its leg, give it some of this. Like that kind of stuff. Make Dumbo dream. <laughs> Let him fly, fly. <laughs> Let him fly, fly. So, uh, in 1977 alone, the year he died. Uh, so we're talking this. We died in August. So we're eight months into that year. Let's say. Okay. Right. Yeah. Uh, in nine early, early eight months into that year. So in 1977 alone, in that span of let's say eight months. Dr. George, it's Nicola, Dr. Nick, wrote Elvis prescriptions for 10,000 doses of assorted narcotics. Assorted. Assorted. So it's like. At least nine to 14 different kinds. So that's like a. Little hospitals worth? Yeah, (laughs) it's like a whole just a, you know what, we'll make you your own pharmacy in your house. That's essentially a drug dealer with a license. Wow. That's that's insane. Yeah. There was almost more. I mean, this is not factual, but there's almost more drugs than blood in the system at that point. You know what I mean? I mean, yeah. His blood could probably eat through concrete. I mean, the only one who probably has more than that might be some of the legends about Keith Richards. Okay. Yeah. That's a. That's another time. That's another, another time. Episode. That's another another <laughs> legend breakdown. He probably has, the legends about Keith Richards would be a good episode. Oh, that's, yeah. what, that's what I'm gonna call it. Oh yeah. The legends of Keith Richards. But um one of the quotes about it, when asked about it, he uh Dr. Nick said he did it because he cared. 
I cared 10,000 doses worth. <laughs> you know what, Elvis? I'm a care in advance. <laughs> uh, Elvis, I'm going to need an advance on that caring I sent you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you missed your payment for me caring last month. <laughs> and uh, a new shipment's coming in. So, you know, I'm, oh, I'm, I'm fresh out of caring and I need I didn't to... know that like caring and like paying were just interchangeable. Oh, let I'll let my billing companies know that in the future. Uh, this is the kind of caring you cut up with a credit card and put on a mirror. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay, Tico. I care about you immensely. <laughs> you don't need to keep sending me these bills. Hey, your Tico bill insane. <laughs> sentiment. No, I thought you were, too, I thought you were gonna say like you you pay your Tico bill like Xanax. <laughs> That's even worse. It's just a little baggie of it's ought to keep me going for a month. And it's like, you can't. No. Keep the, keep the lights on for me, please. It's just like, keep the change. <laughs> it's like an old prospect. <laughs> I mean, I might be a little little clean cut for this because I have no idea what any drugs are worth, like on the street or right. anything like that, you yeah. know. I don't know what's going tico to xanax ratio is that's not my the forte. tico guy's like Ugh, again busts out like a little scale and starts <laughs> y'all be four grams there dr nick it was three grams last week <laughs> okay yeah let's continue yeah so um so people are disagreeing so this is 77 uh people are disagreeing up until so in 1994 um, okay, jumped a little bit. Yeah, so we're jumping past that. Oh, fun things about Dr. Nick, real quick. Um, so his license was suspended for a hefty three months mm. for uh, essentially, in my opinion, probably killing Elvis. And um, uh, this was immediately following his death. Uh, so, yeah, following because, you know, there's why does he have this much drugs in his system? And they're all like narcotics. And oh. you're the guy who gives him narcotics, so we're gonna talk to you for a while. Why don't you not? While. Why don't you not practice for like three months and don't don't leave town? I think you've had enough practice. You don't have a, yeah, you're damn good now. <laughs> you're so good, you killed somebody. <laughs> you prescribed them today. <laughs> I mean, you're gonna need 50 cc's of dirt nap. <laughs> I'd say only six feet of it, but whatever. <laughs> I'm, gonna, I'm gonna prescribe you some note tomorrow. Which one of the thousands of drugs was he on when he suggested a copper coffin? <laughs> I don't. What, what made that decision for? Actually, him? Uh, my answer to that is, oh, that's what his mother was buried in. It's just a thing. Apparently, it's just a really, really fancy way to get buried. Because hmm. it's not, because I mean, it's not, because if you get like an oak one, eventually it's going to deteriorate and stuff. So, um, I mean, so, after decades and stuff, but like a copper one, like copper is incredibly resistant to things. So, if it wasn't for being socially unacceptable to just dig Elvis up and open his casket, we could just dig up Elvis and open his casket and he'd, be kind of intact is what you're saying he would be more intact than if he got like a really nice oak coffin unless it was 
wax. Actually, I'm not quite sure because it might. I I I I doubt that it would be well, sealed enough because what yeah. you, what you probably have, and I'm sorry, everyone, but you probably have a big metal box of goo. Oh, because there's nowhere for it to go. Ooh, yeah, yeah. I guess I didn't think about that one. Because I mean, you release a lot of gases when you die. Um. And I don't know if it would be enough to like explode a coffin. Well, the coffins aren't like sealed, sealed. Just don't have a lit cigarette when you open it. Oh no! <laughs> oh, the nightmares. <laughs> oh, I, well, let's put it this way: there will be plenty of DNA test. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's what I'm saying. If if it's Elvis, <laughs> when, you, when you open it up, if it explodes because of your lit cigarette, then it's Elvis. Otherwise, it's wax. <laughs> That's know, how like, we solve that you know, mystery. Like, oh, God. You know, post-Thanksgiving, post you've got like a turkey in the Tupperware, <laughs> and you forget about it until about maybe Christmas, and you pull it out of the fridge and open it up, and whatever's sitting at the top of that. Call that the Presley. That's <laughs> 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 it's called the sad Elvis. <laughs> oh man, I've got Ain't so much. But a hound dog. I've got so many tumbleweeds <laughs> full of sad Elvis. <laughs> there needs to be every punchline in the movie. Just says it's the punchline is sad Elvis. <laughs> I call it the Presley, the Presley effect. <laughs> Oh, that's terrible. <laughs> oh, oh my god, we're terrible people. Amazing. I'm crying. Uh, okay, so we're gonna so um on a lighter note. On a lighter note, in a few years, like I think sometime in the nineties, uh Dr. Nick would be on trial for this again and he would lose his oh, license. He, oh. Not to this extent, but he would get he would uh I believe it was a Tennessee board uh would uh indict i think the word is indict right when you put somebody to court uh yes yes i believe so uh he was brought in for over prescribing again and he lost oh. his license okay so this was just for over over prescribing it wasn't for the i don't of Elvis. I, I didn't look into that that particular uh, the the three months was for the death of elvis wow okay because it's not like well i didn't make him take the drugs it's just i was incredibly irresponsible and gave somebody a lot of addictive narcotics i mean usually you tend to you know follow some guidance of a doctor you and that's just incredibly irresponsible but it's not like he's like what was that scene from dumb and dumber pills are good pills he's not (laughs) pat Elvis on the back like he's gonna make you big and strong oh jeez i made big Uh, Uh, but yeah so it's it's not like he poured him the, the water or bourbon that he used to take them. Yeah, that's so, true. So it's it's kind of that thing. It's like they suspended for three months, and it's like, what can we really do that we can't like can't really? It's a it's a very very gray area, I guess. But when it happens uh, again, I don't. I didn't look into the the case. Yeah, that happened later on. So that I think in like uh, in the nineties it was so seventy seven. You know, he does that to Elvis. And later in the 90s, I believe, he gets caught for this again. And that's when he loses his license. But it's a separate case. Oh, wow. Okay. Which I think is yeah. proof of the 
the previous. Like, yeah. you know, huh. <laughs> you know, if you get caught I'm with, just bad with numbers. <laughs> yeah, that's what it is. Like, oh, it, I thought I included a, a a period in between those zeros. Uh, well, Bird, did I say I needed to give you uh, six Vicodin or 600 Vicodin? <laughs> Wilbur's like, 600. <laughs> I'm going to have some friends over. <laughs> ah, that's exactly, yeah, that sounds about right, yeah. <laughs> oh, you have other people with the same issues? Okay. <laughs> Don't you go sharing these. <laughs> if you took two Vicodin a day, which, oh. which I think is a considerable amount of Vicodin, you, you still would have like, what, 65 no, not 65. Yeah, it took, it took 600. There's only 365 days in a year. Every, yeah. Like one every day, you would still have Vicodin left over. Wow. That's insane. Oh, man. I don't know if he didn't... much. To say, much. Just to say he didn't give him specifically 600 <laughs> doses of Vicodin. I'm just saying it's kind of on that par. Like 10,000 doses. How many wow. times are you taking that a day, man? The ten thousand that was for Elvis, right? That was Elvis. That was assorted. That's assorted. That's a real number. Like that's just uh just a ten thousand assorted chocolates of uppers and downers. Basically the suitcase from Fear and Loathing. Just a couple Halloween baskets and a salt shaker full of cocaine, why not? (laughs) (laughs) This is for the flavor. Yeah. Dude. Um so uh so that that kind of that's that kind of begins in 1977 with the like that autopsy 1994 uh we get to uh the case is reopened by joseph davis and uh okay so obviously dr nick is saying it's not the drug dr nick is one of the people saying he died of natural causes he's Uh, not the official doctor but he he, didn't do the autopsy no no no. okay okay so but he's one of the proprietors of oh it was natural causes yeah it was natural causes like practically wiping the fingerprints off the gun Oh, no. yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, natural. He died of poisoning naturally. He died of poisoning naturally. When you take that many drugs, what's going to happen to your body is just unnatural. <laughs> naturally, you would be dead. So in 94, uh, Joseph Davis declared uh, there was nothing in any kind of data that supports the death from drugs directly. So basically, uh, it's the difference of did the drugs kill him over time or did he OD right there? If oh, that makes any sense. Yeah. Did the drugs kill him immediately or did they kill him over time? That's still the cause of death. Is it's drugs. still the drugs, but it's the difference between natural and unnatural causes. Uh, it's that. It's that picky. Wow. And it's the difference of at the time, it was the difference between probably Dr. Nick going to jail and not going to jail. Wow, yeah. I believe so. And so far, unfortunately, I think he more or less got away with it. He's not practicing anymore, thank God. But from what I read. He's um, a really popular doctor. <laughs> people love me for some reason. Uh, so there's no, according to this Joseph Davis guy in 94, there's no data of any kind that supports death from drugs. In fact, everything points to a sudden violent heart attack. Um. This is okay. So you hear about like Elvis dying on the toilet, right? This yeah. this comes out in '94. That's the only thing that I knew pre this episode. Well, there is a name for that. 
Oh. There is a name for the trying to number two hard enough to where you die. Wait, like an attempt of suicide? No. Oh. No, you're trying to go so hard that you make your heart stop. I'm curious. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, drink coffee or eat a lot of fiber. <laughs> Please, yeah. drink water. Drink a lot of water. Uh, if you're constipated, wait it out. <laughs> or, or a laxative. Or, or laxative. Coffee helps. But don't force it. Don't force it. Don't force it. But also, okay, so to, you know, to ease minds out there, we're talking incredible levels of pushing. Where I don't want Presley. some... <laughs> the Presley. <laughs> Presley amounts. It's called the set up. <laughs> <laughs> oh god it's, yeah joking about how he died okay That's, yeah it's been like 30 years something like that no 40 okay yeah uh, 50 yes yeah, yeah, uh, oh almost give me 80 so yeah 40 ish it's called this called the sad elvis this many times so but so before so not to freak anybody out okay we're yeah. talking insane levels of stress like, like you have to at least do a couple bumps of cocaine and then steroids to even get the strength to be you, able to you have this. to be friends with a guy named dr nick and take ten thousand doses of various drugs that various. cause this problem yes so um in 94 so more work was done in 94 uh when the case was reopened and it was determined that elvis was chronically ill with diabetes glaucoma and constipation oh yeah so he didn't um, just eat a bread muffin i suppose no so basically we've got the issue of uh so his diet does come into play with diabetes okay yeah so he ate to, to be expected horribly so he actually he was relatively athletic at least at one point like uh if you ever see him wearing like he was big into karate he loved karate really yes he loved karate. Uh, I don't know for how long, but he took some lessons from Bruce Lee. What? He met Bruce Lee. I can't decide which is not more of an honor. Getting lessons from Bruce Lee. I would trade or years training, with the Beatles to hang out with Bruce Lee for one day. Or training Elvis Presley. as like, Being Bruce Lee and being like, Elvis wants you to give him some lessons to and now i don't know much I, I know a little bit about bruce lee and this is not a knock really but we're talking two of the biggest egos in the world yeah um bruce lee was like the elvis of kung fu I not, mean, not, not yeah. sorry not kung fu like martial arts i don't know if, i don't know if that's the correct term for things let's just say martial arts okay yeah bruce lee is like the well i'm referring to him as the elvis of martial arts so yeah. yeah but he was you know huge and legit like bruce lee was there's a look into a fascinating individual obviously. oh yeah he like much. had practically invented like the protein shake from one of the stories i heard really yeah he would like drink steak oh yeah <laughs> stuff like that's that. a very very caveman version of that but, but if yes. you think about it like look at how big he is yeah. Like, think about how big, like he wasn't like a huge built guy either. 
Like this, the guy, like I did, what is it? Uh, I'm trying to think. Just, uh, Enter the Dragon. I know is like this most famous movie, but ah oh, man, there's a movie he was in before that where it's like the 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 Chinese being like a, there's a Japanese occupation in China, and like it's like a Japanese school of fighting is fighting a Chinese school of fighting. Hmm. Um, it's one of the scenes like it's one of the most famous scenes with like nunchucks too, like one of, like when he uses them. I, I yeah, I know I've seen clips, but I have I don't think I've seen the full movie. So, um, in that movie alone, like he takes his shirt off and like he does this thing where like he kind of like rolls his shoulders. Yeah, forward. yeah. He is jacked. Yeah, yeah. Jacked. Imagine how much protein that dude's eating. Oh man, was he? So the whole Presley. The whole Presley. <laughs> <laughs> he wasn't. Uh, Elvis wasn't taking diet tips from. No, no. I'm just <laughs> but, saying that's the amount of his, <laughs> his weight is the amount of protein that Bruce Lee was eating <laughs> at the time. So yeah, but there's, there's like you know uh, he trained you know, he took some lessons with. Uh, Bruce Lee, and he could because he's Elvis. Okay, like yeah. I mean, yeah, Bruce is like okay. I'm gonna have the most famous person in the world, regardless of what we're talking about. Yeah, yeah, I'm gonna train him a little bit. Actually, as a matter of fact, fun fact, uh, kind of a side note: his jumpsuit was inspired by his gi. Oh, so he was already like a Bruce Lee fan anyway. Oh, he loved it. He loved karate. Like he did a lot of uh, I don't I don't know like how good he got because that, that's not really part of this but um maybe we'll have like a fun fact episode oh, or something but man. like no he uh, he did it for a while it was one of his favorite forms of exercise while he did it that would be there a was monumental like a... video of them sparring that would be oh, like the Bruce end Lee, all be all Bruce Lee would kick his ass oh yeah <laughs> like, there's, there's... that would be just hilarious to see. I mean like hit him with the hips. It's so like I mean, like <laughs> Elvis are probably better than like a lot of people, but like Bruce Lee's dedication to martial arts and like fitness was definitely outside the gym too. So like, I mean, it was twenty four seven for Bruce Lee, and probably like a really really fun going to the gym for Elvis. Oh, like Bruce Lee's yeah. like I'm yeah. I'm eating like steak and eggs in a blender and drinking it before working out. Like it's. Bruce Lee would, and then Elvis was like, "I'm eating steak and eggs." Yeah, maybe you want to, maybe you want to, maybe you want to cook that first. <laughs> yeah, so you yeah, got any Bruce Lee, Bruce Lee would kick his ass. Oh yeah, I'm that's, sure that's it. no doubt about that. I'm sure of it. But to be fair, at the at probably at one point, Elvis probably kicked my ass. Probably, oh. I, probably. I don't know. I'm not a fighter. Ah. That's drawn, but I'm not a fighter. There's coordination. Um, so <laughs> back on Tan. So in 94, you know, he had it was determined that he had a number of a number of problems. Uh, like I said, the glaucoma and the constipation. Um, partially brought on by a terrible diet. Terrible diet, like a high fat diet, um, but also years of drug abuse. Um so a man named Frank Coffey thought Elvis's death was due to a phenomenon called, <clears throat> excuse me, called the Valsalva Maneuver. 
That's V-A-L-S-A-L-V-A maneuver. Wait, okay, we're back to... We're back to... That's what shitting yourself to death is called? Or trying to shit yourself to your death? That's not shitting yourself to death. That's not shitting yourself to death. It's not called a, Valsalva, a Valsalva maneuver. It's, why did they have to add the word maneuver to the end of this? Because there's, like, there's probably some acrobatics involved. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I don't, I don't understand. I have why maneuver? It's you're, you're just trying to shit. That's all it is. There's no added, added steps. You don't got to do cardio beforehand. The Naruto music kicks that song like the Warriors Call or something like that? Oh, man. Uh, yeah. So, yeah. But no, they're, they're, I think they're dignifying its home by calling it the maneuver. Well, I mean, yeah. I don't know for that one. There's, I don't even. I don't. I don't know Latin, so I don't know the words meaning behind. I that. don't know if it's Latin. <laughs> I, can't, I can't. I can't. I don't know well, what that most, word. Means. Like medical stuff is. Well, yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. But. So the definition of it is uh, straining on the toilet, leading to heart stoppage. So basically, wow. you you really got to be going at it. That's what I'm I saying. Mean, you got to be to ease the minds of the people out there. Yeah. It is like you're not just going to like oh, I pinched it off too early and now I'm <laughs> having a hard now I can't feel my left arm. This, that's not how it works. This toilet killed my family. <laughs> I need to punish it. <laughs> oh, oh. Um so a little more, you know, more fun uh, maneuver facts. Uh, the strain of attempting to defecate compressed the singer's abdominal aorta, shutting down his heart. Wow. According to uh, Frank Coffey. Uh, Don't kick my computer cat. No. I mean, I, I understand his weight, you know, health problems. I understand that that's a factor, but we can't pretend like the drug's Oh no, no, helping. there's a there's a I mean there's a what is it uh ten and what twelve in one hand, six and something in the other. What is the is the phrase? The No, it's like it's ten in one hand, six and four in the other. Something like some phrase like that. It's it's a bit of both. Like it's Oh okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I butchered that. Yeah. Welcome to I the, thought you were talking about like the two in hand just one in the bush or something. <laughs> with none in the toilet. Uh, <laughs> Welcome to Phantom Jukebox. Presley. Presley. <laughs> okay. As early as... Uh, so in 2013, Forrest Tennant described his own analysis as uh, uh, basically the drug abuse had led to fails, heart trauma, overdoses, and damaged his brain. So that's leading to... That's the drugs didn't kill him immediately. They killed him over time. Uh, yeah. Evidence is what he thinks. It took a long time on that toilet. <laughs> yeah, so years and years and years you're crying. Of, yeah. <laughs> years and years and years of uh, not... Oh, I'm sorry. Of, uh, of not shitting. Of, not shitting, of taking of drugs and stuff. Constantly trying to get it out. And finally, uh, the brown horseman of the apocalypse. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
Um, sorry. Uh, DNA analysis in 2014 of his hair uh, purported, uh, let's just say, uh, led to uh, evidence of genetic variants that can lead to glaucoma, migraines, and obesity. So basically, um, he could have been, all that is just saying he could have been pre uh, disposed to having these problems. Kind of like uh, in like your family, like if you just like you know, you've got diabetes in your family or things like that, these things they said based on his hair samples were things he would needed to he would need to watch out for in his life. Watch out for the toilet, son. It'll get you sooner or later. <laughs> you can outrun it, but it catches us all. Forever it will be known as dropped a sad Presley. <laughs> Instead of dropping a news. So what <laughs> so in what kind of shape was Elvis um when he died? So we're gonna get back into that a little bit. So again, terrible shape. Uh and the so there's varying accounts. One account said all the way to three hundred and fifty pounds, but that that's just that's one account. So I'm gonna say I'm going to say the truth is somewhere in the middle, somewhere between 250 to 300 pounds. He was a six foot tall guy, but he wasn't a big six foot tall guy. Like based on the pictures, like he was, he was going to be like, he needed to stay middling level to like almost towards the skinny side. So 250 to 300 pounds on that guy is, is heavy. And it looks, if you look at pictures of him, he looks miserable he's like sweating yeah his last couple performances like he like he like mumbled and like uh there's one uh, uh situation i heard towards the end where like he like went out for like 20 minutes and like hung on to the the a mic stand with like not doing anything just trying to stand up basically like wow he was in bad shape so it's yeah he he this was brought up yeah definitely uh, again, like his copper, it's his copper. His copper was made out of copper, and allegedly weighed ten hundred pounds. I don't think I, I'm going to say. Again, I think it's somewhere in the truth. So it's through somewhere in the middle. My guess, like six hundred ish pounds, according to what I read. Like, I mean, it could be Elvis's coffin, so they added a lot of stuff to it. Um, but a normal, typical one that a normal human person would buy could get up to like. 300 pounds you know what i mean yeah so we'll see i may no we'll see yeah let's go dig it up and find out we're gonna oh, okay yeah let's, gonna, let's weigh it let's do it you got that elvis presley coffin scale i ordered yeah <laughs> yes all right so now we're so we've got his actual connections to um sorry about that uh his actual connection to the government and then we've got his mysterious death circumstances so uh, basically, we get in so immediately after he died, we get into where the conspiracies begin to form. Um, one, uh, so I just call this conspiracy fuel. So now, now he's dead. So Elvis is dead at this point. Yes, yeah. we're in the uh, we're kind of actually, it didn't take long at all. Man, she didn't wait a year. So we're getting back. What? We're getting back to Gail Brewer, Giorgio, and her book called Orion. Okay. Now, Elvis is just, I mean, it's still a fresh wound. Died in August 77. Um, she wrote this, she released, released this book in 1978. 
So, and that's yeah. So, so you know, she didn't spend a year writing it. No. Well, I was talking about earlier about my the blood, sweat, and tears oh, of yeah. a, a true author or well, aspiring this is no author. Four years. No, no, no. My yeah, my friend memoir novel. My, my essentially, my friend so far has just done it to do it because he wanted to. He wrote it for himself. It's a passion project. Yeah, it's a passion project. He didn't. He doesn't know if he's going to release it. He just wanted to do it. Fine. Uh, but he did. He to maybe not even release it. That's how much effort he put it into it because that's how good he wanted it to be. Wow. This lady months on the most famous person in the world. I don't know. It's it couldn't wow. be a more especially at this time too. Let's put into context that I mean to us this is a neat story. There was millions of people that mourned the death of Elvis. Oh yeah. You remember um that some was... of us might remember like it was 2009 that Michael Jackson died. Something like yeah. that. Something like that. Um by the way, I don't know that like off the top of my head it was part of the research. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like that guy knows a lot of authorities. Um, so like, you know, I remember seeing that on like the footage of that. It's just miles of people. Oh, yeah. Watching him get buried. And yeah. there were apparently and this was supposed to be a private ceremony. There's like a thousand people at Elvis's funeral. Oh, of people that weren't invited. Wow. This is supposed to be a private event. And then it's just like a bunch of people showed up. Uh, I mean, it's Elvis. Undoubtedly, it's going to happen. Yeah. So, she writes this. Gail Brewer. I'm just going to call her Brewer because I, I I'm worried I'm saying Giorgio wrong. Let's just call her Gail. Why not? So Gail writes this book called Orion in 1978, which is about it's a, it's a fictional story, heavily based like with with very let's say paralleling events that match Elvis right up until his death. Okay. So. It's about a popular Southern singer who called himself Orion who fakes his own death to escape the pressures of fame. Huh. All right. So this is presented as a fictional story. Later on, um, she would go and she, so later on she would release a, uh, another book. She releases Orion, but it's supposed to be a fictional story, which in my opinion was kind of a cheap shot. Yeah. Um, at uh, cashing in on somebody's death, which we're going to get into taking impersonating to a whole nother level coming up. Yeah. But uh, let's just say she later on, she would release several books called uh, The Most Incredible Elvis Story Ever Told. Is that not the most pretentious? No, like, she... Really? This wasn't... This was the cover, like the title of her book. Oh, I'm sorry. I should have. See, I have this in my head because I've been selling it to myself all afternoon. Okay. Sorry, 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 sorry. So she she wrote Orion and yeah. it was a fictional story. And then later on, she just straight up changes everything to like, she basically re-released the same story twice. And oh. it's the book Orion essentially turns into the most incredible Elvis story ever told, which was retitled to is Elvis alive? Question mark. So wow. basically, so she throws in the FBI stuff. That's where a lot of that comes from. Like, so the FBI, like the, the, the Bureau of Narcotics and stuff that actually happened, actually met uh, yeah. Richard Nixon. Yeah. The FBI stuff. Uh, he didn't even know, like, again, for real, didn't know the FBI was looking into the plane thing. Or no, the uh, the the mafia thing. 
Uh, but she took those bits and that's where she tied him to the mafia with that, the fake casket thing with that. Uh, one of the things she alleges that the coffin was so heavy was because they replaced his body with a wax double. And because the Memphis, he's buried in Graceland, uh, Tennessee. Uh, oh, Graceland. It's a Memphis, Tennessee, but Grace, he's buried on Graceland property. Yeah. Um, to you know, to keep the wax figure from melting in the hot Tennessee sun, they equipped the coffin with this cooling system, and that's why it was so heavy. And it's like, watch the footage of the, the pole bears, the pole bears, pole bears. Sorry, uh, you know, trying to carry the coffin, but there's like fifteen of them, and it's huh. like, what really what it is is they're just not coordinated, and it's like a six hundred pound coffin. Well, if that you think, you know. Yeah, you know, or, or is it a sad Presley refrigerator? <laughs> it's called a Bubba keg. <laughs> it keeps your beer and cadavers cold as ice. So some of her other so the the most incredible Elvis Presley story ever told. That was the original title. Wow. In 1988, it was retitled as uh, "Is Elvis." Alive. Um, she uh, oh, she's not rewriting anything. She's just re-releasing it under different names. Pretty much okay. So, so Orion's a, a quote unquote is a is the fictional story, which leads to other things we're going to talk about later. But um, when she re-released it, it's all the information that's in Orion. Like she was just kind of waiting for the right moment to just oh, say it's Elvis. Wow. So it's it's kind of like releasing it as a fictional story was like the test run almost. Hmm. Is is a it's just that asshole thing to do in general, and uh, to make this even worse, and I almost bought it, I almost bought it, but I want to make sure it's secondhand because I'm not giving this lady money. Oh yeah, no. Um, the book came with a cassette with what? someone claiming to be Elvis, not what this could be Elvis. It's like this. Oh no, sorry. This is uh you know uh. Uh, uh, a hoaxy thing like that not hoaxy, it's what it was but she was saying the person on this tape is elvis wow which like i imagine the only reason she's not in, like federal prison is because they hadn't created a law for that because who does that yeah when it had happened before yeah oh um, so she the, it was a cassette sold with the book uh of like an interview with uh, of the guy pretending to be Elvis. Huh. The guy on the track was actually named David Darlock. And he was a Elvis voice impersonator. He was actually apparently very good. Let's get a hold of him. I, I, I we got some movies. It's the voice though. It'd be like an audiobook. Oh, okay. And being that he's connected to this and what he and the next things about him too, I don't want to deal with him. Oh, okay. Yeah. So David Darlock was the guy on the tape. Uh, Darlock had previously assumed the stage name Sylvie Nora, which is Elvis Aaron backwards. Uh, <laughs> he made a book, an album of music, and even a videotape interview pretending to be Elvis. Wow. The interview is his back. Like it's, it's framed where like the silhouette, if you imagine like you're watching you know, TV, and the interviewer is kind of ske- you know skewed to the right, and like the camera is, it's super close to him, and like he's in the dark, and it's from his back. 
So like when you look it up, it's oh. like it could be anybody. It could be anybody. But they're saying it's Elvis. Cause because Darlock doesn't look like Elvis. He's like skinny at the time anyway. Like wow. had no Elvis features, so he has like the hair and like the outfit and stuff. But it's it's like that's how much he looked like Elvis. It needed to be from behind in the dark, super close up, out of focus. <laughs> Perfect. Oh, you're a human? You got the role. Perfect. Um yeah, so uh, also so he so he was really going around as Sylvie Nora uh basically saying he was Elvis. Like, you know, he hadn't come out with it yet, but he was saying he changed his name to avoid attention. Yet he's doing a video interview getting all the attention as he's Elvis. Yeah. I And thing that the thing that pisses me off about that plan is like he must i in in my mind in my mind again i'm i'm projecting a bit here but in my mind i i see him as the kind of person that it doesn't matter if the story's good or believable it's people are going to watch it one way or another yeah and it doesn't matter it doesn't matter it's just like you're going to watch it and then he's still somehow going to get money from it and that and so it's I was like that is some dirty shit yeah. wow oh I didn't want the attention so yeah. then you should have stayed acting like you were dead right right so like suddenly you know coming back at all yeah is wanting the attention that, that's, that's like the biggest plot hole in that plan yeah um she wrote other books called uh one of my favorite titles the Elvis title I'm sorry the Elvis title the Elvis Files. Was it his death? Was his death faked? All I can picture is like the X Files, but instead of Scully, it's Elvis. <laughs> it's Mulder and Elvis solving alien crimes. Um, Elvis undercover. Is he coming back? Uh, is he alive? And is he coming back? Nineteen ninety nine. And footprints in the sand. Footprints in the sand. The life and story of Mary Stevenson, author of the immortal poem in nineteen ninety five. Wow. At least you can't say she's not uh, uh, diverse in writing. <laughs> it's really expanded her palette there. Um, these, the, so she went on Oprah. She went on Larry wow. King. Like, and in my opinion, you know, she's on Nightline too. She was on the Oprah Winfrey Show, bringing back Oprah. Um, and they probably knew, you know, and it's just, yeah. and you want to get up like, why would Larry King? have this person on and it's like why wouldn't you if yeah. you're like a host and one of the things i learned in like uh doing the radio uh show it's like you i don't i know i'm not calling larry king like a shock jock or anything but like if if you want you bring in these like crazy individuals or these or not all of them interesting individuals and good or bad people are going to listen to it yeah. I mean, for whatever reason, you know, a lot of people watch Tiger King, you know, yeah. for whatever reason. You love the guy, you hate the guy, whatever. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. He's such a crazy character. And I mean, Elvis, way more popular. So, I mean, just his name yeah. in the title of a, you know, a episode of a TV show, and it's getting so much more views even after a year after he's dead. Yeah, so she, I mean, you know, she's going around, like, claiming all these things, and she wholeheartedly, at least, 
believed, or at least she's put together. Like she put the she called she's the one who uses the word the fraternity for the the. So she's I think she developed that term for yeah. the uh, the mafia cartel thing, and um, you know she's going on being like this. This is how Elvis is still alive. Yes, he, he yeah, yes, 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 Mr. Larry King. He faked his death. And they used Ugh. a waxed up. A thousand people went to that funeral, looked at it, and looked, and it was waxed, and nobody thought to mention it. A thousand people. Well, did anyone touch it? How many people touch dead bodies, man? Probably not. Exactly. <laughs> I believe her wholeheartedly. Yeah. Saskatoon, we got to you. Whatever he would say. Um, there's two TV, two TV specials that I found uh, that I did not have time to watch a lot of, but I saw a couple of clips. Um, pretty crazy. Uh, hosted by sadly Bill Bigsby, and if that name sounds familiar, he was the Bruce Banner uh, in that like TV after school Hulk with Lou Ferrigno. Okay, I yeah. loved that series. Uh, but Bill Bigby was the Bruce Banner. And then Luke Frigg was oh, obviously the Hulk. yeah, yeah. I'm a little sad that he was a part of this. Because mm. I don't know that he was like cash in or not. Like I said, I didn't watch a lot of it. But he hosted the... Uh, the reason he uh, he did this is Bill Bigsby was in like two movies with Elvis. So he has like a connection. Okay, yeah. So like that's yeah. why they chose him. Um, and the one was called The Elvis Files in 1991 and The Elvis Conspiracy in 1992. Two different TV specials. Uh, and there's also apparently uh, the conspiracy is also featured in a 1990 video game. I didn't see what for what system uh, called Less Manly in Search of the King. Oh, sorry, in Search for the King, where basically the game is you go hunt down Elvis. Like your job is to go find Elvis in the game. Okay, yeah, I'd, be, I'd, be I'd like, do it. I'd play that. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um. So the book Orion, and we're kind of winding down to the final chapter here. So I think we're. Yeah, we're in two hours, so we're gonna try. To, I'm gonna to try to not breeze past this, but I want to. Um, I want to get to the uh, the sightings because we're gonna have a lot of fun with that. Um, so the book Orion led to a lot of like, so it led to all those crazy conspiracies and stuff. So like, he faked his death because of the uh, the he helped the FBI and they put him on the witness protection program and. Um, He's alive today, and they replace his body with a wax double. All these, that. These are the claims. Those are the claims. All that comes from that book, Orion. Okay. Like that's the book that ties all that together. Oh. So I was trying. I guess I didn't put it together as well as I hoped, but. Uh yeah. So really did meet Nixon. Really did want the narcotics thing. Uh, really did have miss like you know disagreements about how he died. And really did have a crazy coffin. So okay. she's taking those things and like yeah. the FBI thing. So she's taking what she wants out of those and building that narrative to oh. make the is Elvis still alive? That book. makes sense. That makes sense. So it's like she's like going back to she's seeing what she wants. Yeah. And exactly. then she, you know, one of the coldest things she did too uh, is she went to like where Elvis was like from. Like she like toured up, she did a book tour in Tennessee. And I think she went through like Graceland. Oh. Like selling this book, and there's a great like, uh, there's a great story where like I think this is like his tour manager or something like that. I, I wish I knew the guy's. I remember the guy's name, 
because it was a really quick clip. And uh, this is from uh, uh, it's a reputable source. I'll have to look at the. I'll have to see if I can put the video up. But anyway, it was a friend. It was a close friend to Elvis, and uh, that was me. Sorry, close friend to Elvis, and he basically was like. I almost punched her in the face. <laughs> this guy's got this like incredibly, incredibly deep voice. He's, a, yeah. he's one of Elvis's friends. He's like, I got so mad, I, I had to stop myself. I almost, I almost punched her right in the face. If I, I, you know what I would have done? I would have whooped her if I had to stop myself. <laughs> he's, he's talking like that. In memoriam of sad Elvis. I would have given her a, a one, two sad Elvis. <laughs> you know, and I believe it too because that's his, you know, it's, Imagine like just like one of your your close friends that you might have lost, and someone writes this bullshit book about them. Yeah, and it's like it's already hard enough that they're gone. Exactly. And now you're parading their like, you know, there's that little tiny little bit of you that's like, I wish this was true because I wish they were still alive. But then you remember like, oh yeah, I live in reality. Yeah. You know, uh, it's it's uh, it, so imagine how painful. So going back to context for this, you know, these are the people that knew Elvis, that loved Elvis. Like he had the same crew for a long time. I think they were called the Memphis Mafia. That's not like a gang related thing. That was just his crew of people, which was made up of like friends and musicians and stuff that hung. That was his like entourage. Okay. Basically. Yeah. And that was the nickname for his entourage. I know Mafia is getting thrown out a lot here, but yeah, the Memphis Mafia is his entourage. That those, those are like his buddies and some of the accounts get tossed back and forth between them and I, I had to pick the ones that i thought made sense okay yeah so uh but that was just a funny one from him he's like i, I almost whooped her <laughs> um but because she released and she releases orion so before it gets the title changed in 19 uh in the in 88 it changed its name so you re-released it then but in uh 1978 when it was still orion there's this guy named jimmy ellis who became a masked singer named Orion and used the book as like his mythos kind of thing. Oh, not, not, so this, this is real, by the way, this isn't a, this isn't a, okay. This actually happened. This is a real dude really did this based on the book of bullshit. <laughs> so, wow. Uh, so what he did was, is he could sing really close to Elvis, like on record, you almost, couldn't tell if he wow. were he didn't know if it looked like he was very very close so what he would do is he wore a mask and did his hair like elvis didn't do the jumpsuit as far as i could see but like would wear normal clothes that elvis might have worn huh and essentially said but not said i'm elvis and goes around like making like he made at least four records uh, no, he made like six records or something like that. Wow. Kind of pretending to be Elvis. I think I'm going to do an episode on this guy if I can find more out, uh, if there's more to it. At least a mini episode. So I might make a little mini episode later. But, uh, you know, so he based this character around the book Orion. So based in the and Oh, man. So he was wearing a mask, too. And he looks, you look at his face, you're like, that's not Elvis. Even with a mask on. So like basically the parts, like he left... His lower his lower face exposed. Oh, so it's, it's kind of like one of those like uh like a like a Robin mask or a kinda. masquerade ball masquerade ball mask. Yeah, kind of yeah. like that. So it's just his eyes. Yeah, and left his mouth exposed, and then he's got the big like Elvis hair. Yeah. Um. Uh, 
his first album was in 1979. So Elvis is dead two years and a bullshit book has been written about him and a copycat is already out wow living off just straight up living off of his legacy uh first album was in 1979 called reborn and the album cover is like him with a with it's basically take put a mask on elvis but make his chin like different (laughs) um put a mask on Elvis in like a fighting game and like change the color of the costume. And that's what this guy was going for. He had a cape, the same kind of cape, the same kind of frilly open shirt, the same pants with the bell bottoms, same shoes. Wow. Just different colors than Elvis was probably going to use. Elvis wore a little white. Um, so, you know, the white jumpsuits, one of his most famous ones, but he, this guy was like red blue. Uh, uh. And uh, first album was called reborn. And uh, it's totally him trying to be Elvis. Like, and it's eventually he would ki- he would still have the mask, and he would kind of get away from like the Elvis thing. But he definitely used uh, the that, and it's obviously not him. But it's it. He's just not saying it. It's like I'm not saying I am saying that I'm Elvis, but I'm also not saying that I'm not. Oh, uh, yeah, you know. And people want him to be alive so bad. They're like, oh, my God, it's Elvis. <laughs> Why is he calling himself Jimmy Ellis? <laughs> I'm sorry, Orion. He called himself Orion. Sorry. That was his stage name. Um, and like like the uh, other guy before, he also had been caught in a sound-alike scandal. His vocals closely resembled Elvis Presley's. And in 1969, uh, Shelby Singleton. S-I-N-G-L-E-T-I-O-N. I I think that's I. Sorry. Uh, Released a single of Ellis' recordings pretending they were... Oh, sorry. Yeah, Ellis' recordings pretending that they were Elvis's. Oh, wow. That's how close he sounded like to Elvis. So you would buy like a record and it was uh, early recordings. Like he re-recorded That's All Right and a few other like, I think Blue Kentucky or something like that. Blue Moon of Kentucky. And the record label... You know those those record labels. Mm. Um, they uh, simply credited it to question mark. Oh, jeez! So the record company was not going to say that it's not him, and uh, but they're not saying it is. And it's one of those deals where it's like, yeah, it's it's like going back to the Larry King thing, where it's like, yeah, we're going to have this crazy person on, and we're going to do this crazy thing. Like, yeah, we're not we're not going to. It's great for sales. Why would we say it isn't? Oh, it's that's, it's cold, man. It's yeah. how famous he was, and that's how much money he was making dead, or how much money he could make con artists dead. So that was like the high motivation wow. to do this. Two different um, uh, impersonators got like semi like well, Ellis had the longer music career, yeah, but the yeah. Uh, the Sylvie guy only I think released like one album, huh. So now we're going to get into uh, just a little quick one. Um, there's also this. So we're going back to the conspiracy side of things. Um, you'll notice that Elvis headstone, Elvis's headstone on in, in Graceland, like his real one uh, is spelled. His middle name is Aaron spelled with two A's. It's typical. Okay. Uh, on his birth certificate, it is spelled with one A. Huh. Um, and people are like, well, obviously, well, his tombstone, his, it's a different 
Elvis Aaron Presley because the real Elvis only had one A in his spelling. Huh. Um, and that and that is also that so like the uh, when they put the headstone up, all that so take all the other conspiracy stuff, the faked his own death thing, and it was supposed to be like a a nod to like you know wink still alive. Oh jeez. Facts, actual fact, what it really was was that his parents coming from dirt poor Mississippi, you know, part of Mississippi, uh, also being you know, just broke people were yeah. also not the most educated. And it was it's a misspelling. Oh, on his tombstone. No, no, his his birth certificate. Oh. His birth certificate's oh, wrong. Oh, the tombstone's right. Yes. Okay. And the reason it's got two A's later on is because Elvis asked his dad, like, hey, can we spell my middle name with two A's like it's in the Bible? Hmm. And to solidify that fact on his divorce papers in 1972, Elvis Aaron Presley, uh, his own signature, two A's. Huh. Okay. So it just kind of like squashes that theory because that came up every time I looked into this. I really? typed in Elvis conspiracies. They brought in the, uh, well, look at the, yeah, tired of the, yeah, and there's this. And it's like, but, but the tombstone, it's spelled wrong. And it's like, no, the tombstone is, is it's spelled right because he asked them to. Yeah. And that, you know, it's just, it's just one of those things where like, uh, and this was probably like when he could afford to like, I don't know if he actually officially changed his name, but like, that's how, I mean, your signature is your signature and that's just how he would spell it. Exactly. I don't even know if he went through the legal process, but why, why would he? Yeah. I mean, you're Elvis. It's just like, you know, you, you, you're, uh, to the people that it mattered, which would be his dad. Cause I believe his mother, I believe his mother passed at that time. Mm. Um, He's just like, can we can we spell it this way? His dad's like, yeah, okay, sure. <laughs> the end of that. So it's just like people again, just trying to get whatever they can to, to Elvis is still alive somehow, still alive, somewhere. still alive somewhere. So, all right, so let's go through the Elvis sightings. There's only like a, a few, and I tried to do some of the uh, the the ones that either had a lot of information. Or ones I hadn't seen everywhere. Okay. Okay. So one of the the first one, the earliest one, I think a lot of people have covered, and I think you kind of have to, is, uh, you know, this is 1977, uh, right when Elvis died. So this is supposed to be like the days after he's, he's allegedly supposed to have died. Um, there was a alleged sighting of Elvis getting on a plane at the uh, Memphis International Airport uh, under the name John Burroughs oh. uh, and purchasing a flight to Argentina. John Burroughs. Uh, J-O-N Burroughs. So, uh, and to add credence to this, you know, so to add credence to this myth or so-called credence, John Burroughs was his actual like uh, sign into a hotel name to avoid paparazzi and stuff. Oh, that okay. was his, That was his alias for like, John Burroughs is here, says Benjamin Franklin. You know, slide uh, that to the, yeah. the the concierge, and it's like, ah, yes, Mr. Burroughs. John Burroughs has left the building. Yeah, so uh, room 4A, Mr. Wink Burroughs. Uh, so that's that's actually, you know. She, he's Slytherin Elf uh, Presley. Like, oh, God. <laughs> you can spin that anywhere, Xanax. <laughs> like fairy dust. <laughs> Bibbity bobbity Xanax. <laughs> so, uh, uh, thank you, Mr. Burroughs. Uh, yeah, pulls out the scale. Oh, I, I need another half. 
That's oh. people with the extra cop. <laughs> <laughs> I, I want the presidential. <laughs> um, so, um, I'm going to say the biggest hole in that. So, you know, but, but John Burroughs went to Argentina and John Burroughs was the name of Elvis and was his alias. The only, and this is going, pulling, pulling slightly back into reality here, where the problem with that theory is that at that time, Inter- Memphis International had no flights to Argentina. Like, not that they didn't have any that day. It's just Memphis International didn't fly to Argentina in 1975. And I mean, you're also kind of skipping over the fact that there could also be a John Burroughs just alive in the world. I mean, so this is just somebody wanting like, you know, somebody who kind of sort of, I mean, think about how many people, I mean, you have an icon like Elvis. Imagine, I mean, people dress like Justin Bieber. Yeah. And Justin Bieber is not Elvis. Yeah. So imagine, I mean, there will everybody who I mean I'm not saying he's not big, but no one's Elvis big. Justin Bieber is not going to have a song that's been playing on the radio for 40 years. Yeah, yeah, you know I, mean? I don't think so. Elvis still comes on the radio. That's true. And just if you want to, if you want to add like to the significance of greatness, um, going back to the Beatles, Elvis, Pink Floyd, uh, Elton John, Led Zeppelin. People like that. Yeah, their songs are getting to like 40, 50 years old still on the radio. Yeah, I can't think of anyone who would be... Who? 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 I, I mean, think Metallica at this point. ACDC. But they're already like 80s and 70s yeah, bands. Yeah, I mean, I'm talking like in the past 10 years. There's no one no. who... And bands could... I like. Bands I love too. Yeah. Like Mastodon. They're already not a radio band. Love Mastodon. Awesome. They're a band that people are always going to have to discover. Yeah. Greatness. Like I'm saying, love Mastodon. Huge fan. Oh, yeah. When I write music, I'm, I'm usually inspired by one of their riffs. Um, yeah, just I don't see it. Like I don't see like... Uh, I mean, again, they're not a radio band, but they're always going to... And I like them for that. I like them not trying yeah. to be on the radio. yeah. Um, cause they don't care. And they're like, they, they, that leaves them the freedom to write the music that they write, but they're always a band that you're like, Oh, I started off listening to back in black. And then I worked into something heavier. And one of my weird friends was like, you need a little bit of this in your life. And that yeah, little bit of this definitely, is Call Me a Parchment. So that's, yeah, you know, it's just one of those things. Like I just, there's not going to be anybody else. It's just, uh, it's out. It's huge. Yeah, so, yeah. I mean, so all that to say, I bet you some people dressed like him at that point in time. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. I, I mean, bet he started a whole like fashion, fashion trends and oh yeah. yeah. But people were copying the hair for years. Still oh yeah, do. very horrible hair Still by do. the way. Oh yeah, his earlier year. I don't understand what the poofing thing was. That his hair slowly like poofed out. It slowly turned into like a helmet. If yeah, you look it did. At it. it did. Because like his earlier photos, he, like he slowly came into an exaggerated beetle. Yeah, I mean, his early pictures, like I, I've seen some pictures from like a little bit more effort with the hair gel than I would care for, but I'd have that haircut. I'd have that. Yeah, that's cool. He had the the short sides, long top. I'm like, yeah, that's cool. Yeah. And then uh, 
in the seventies, like his hair like covered his ears, but it was like dome shaped, like it was permed yeah. to like <laughs> like it was what are you doing? Like as like a fat guy having that haircut? This is doesn't it's getting a lot out of control. I'd say an extra pad in case I fall over. Need to, need in case to, I pass out doing the saddle. Need to call my doctor. He's going to give me some of that caring he talked about. I'm going to need you to care a lot this week. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I always said the lat my 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 Colombian uh Colombian shipment of caring hasn't come in yet. So. <laughs> What what are you Tuesday? You don't care about me now. I I'm just out of care, Elvis. I'll, I'll care about you later. I'll, I'll, I'll care about you about eight o'clock. <laughs> yeah. So um, yeah, his hair, his hair just got bigger and bigger, and like he just oof. it's it's sad to see like you know oh hey ghost that's our our cat uh or studio cat um. But yeah, it's it's hard to see like the the pictures of like young Elvis and like all the awesome things he'd come to do. Yeah, and then you see like the lat like I was I, it was hard actually for me to look at the pictures of old fat Elvis. Not even old; he was forty two. Wow. So just like this, this uh, um, it's it's tough, and like and you have this this mental image of like who Elvis is, and it's yeah. this dude kicking ass on stage yeah. and like a white skin tight sequin jumpsuit thing and then like you see this other picture and it's this guy like his belly like his gold belt thing can't contain his belly anymore Ugh. it's 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 sad man yeah it's like watching a unicorn die <laughs> that's just i know it's, i know that's dumb but it's one just sad elvis sad elvis man uh one of the most entertaining ones i saw uh of an elvis sighting okay yeah. uh you might have actually seen already it is in a uh, very, very popular Christmas movie. Oh. Home Alone. Really? Apparently, in Home Alone, I can't tell you exactly minutes, uh, but it's the scene where Catherine O'Hara, Kevin's, you know, McCulkin's mom in the movie, yeah. I think it's Catherine O'Hara, is trying to get, she's in the airport and she's trying to get back to, you know, home, wherever that was in the movie. And, uh, it's, I believe it's the same scene we meet one of my favorites, John Candy, the Polka King of whatever his character was. <laughs> and standing next to him is Elvis, apparently. Huh. If you look at him, he's almost the right age. He looks to be about the right age. He'd be in his 50s, roughly. Which is, you know, it's, you know, it's kind of crazy to put into context. Elvis died in uh, 77. Home Alone came out in 1990. So that would only mean that it was like, it was like it was, thirteen years after he was dead. Elvis was only dead for thirteen years, and then Home Alone came out. Wow! So, and then everyone's like, "Oh yeah, the nineties were like ten years ago." It's like, no, it was like five years. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah, <sighs> yeah, it hurts. It's a sad time. You know, it was what was one of the things they saw about like the seventy show. We're the same distance from this from the nineties as the seventies show was from the seventies. Or from like what they're referencing. Wow. So what was it made in like the late nineties to like early two thousands? We could do the huh. same thing with the nineties and it would still be the same time gap. Wow. It hurts. Yeah. It hurts. 
like my knees when it rains. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so Elvis is rumored to appear in the background of the airport scene in the 1990s film Home Alone. Uh, to describe him, he's the bearded man in a turtleneck and sports jacket who uh, could be seen on the left shoulder. Of, I was right. Captain O'Hara's character while arguing with the airline employee. Huh. Uh, and before we get into uh, anything else, uh, this is the guy. Huh. Look at him. That's, that's the, who they're talking about. Uh, I don't know. I wish you hadn't seen the other picture, but. I mean that. Yeah, just like, try try to Elvis, like try to block out the other. Yeah, this. It. That's a rough Elvis. At yeah, best. I mean, and it's still fat. That's someone that's really needs to actually go through a lot of process to do what Elvis looked like. Um, what is so? There's a there's a, there's a thing I'm getting ready to bring up that might uh, blow your mind as it did mine. What is the biggest feature that's throwing you off about this? What is the biggest feature that tells you that that's um, not Elvis? And if, I, I encourage you to look at this up. Type in like Home Alone, uh, Home Alone Elvis, and you'll you'll see the picture we're talking about. It's just like the eyes and the cheeks. That doesn't. One of the ones that I was like was like, his hair is wrong. Yeah, his hair is not his hair is not black. That would be what his hair would actually look like. Because Elvis was a natural blonde. Really? Elvis was a natural blonde. I was like, what What the hell? And I was like, where did this come from? And apparently he had been dyeing it. His hair was jet black, right? In every picture you see. Yeah. Him, it's because he would dye it when he was younger because he liked his hair black. The only thing I could see is he just liked his hair being black. Huh. Like I tried to look into like why he did it. Um, I thought it was for a movie role or something because he was in like a cowboy movie where he played like a Native American. Uh, I think he wore contacts to that too because he has like blue eyes. But for the, that, there's a there's a famous picture of Elvis where he has brown eyes, and those are apparently contacts because he you know there's not a lot of blue eyed Native Americans. Huh. Um, but Elvis already kind of had like a like his skin was already like more tan anyway, so yeah. that's how they kind of sold it. So I thought like the hair thing was that, but it actually yeah. starts way earlier. When he was a kid, and uh, he just liked his hair being black, and he would do it with shoe polish. Huh. He would dye his hair with shoe. I mean, he's dirt poor, and that's how he's doing it. And he would style his hair with like Vaseline. Wow. Yeah. That's crazy. He and then later on, he would do it more professional. Like he would, he had a signature color that he would go for. Huh. There's like there's actually an exact mixture of Elvis. Give me that shoe polish black. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the shoe, the shoe polish did it, but like, uh, I imagine that'd be something he'd have to do constantly. But he oh. he wanted his hair black, so that's what it just, I think it was just a style thing. Huh. Uh, but there is a picture of Elvis with like blonde hair, like it's a portrait. Wow. Yeah, I saw it. And I'm like, that's not real. And it's like, yes, it is. But that is one of the creed. That's that's like one of the biggest things they've got besides like kind of sort of looking like him. Um, is that his hair would be the right color, huh. and he's about the right age. But that's about millions of other people in the world too. Yeah, a lot of people were fifty-five and had blondish hair at nineteen ninety. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So, in an interview, so the director is Chris Columbus, and uh, and, and people are like, "Well, if that if you know, 
they challenged him to like bring the guy forward if that's not Elvis because everyone's like it's Elvis it's him he's showing up as extras in movies now <laughs> he was an actor yeah yeah and um you know they they challenged the director to bring him forward and the director's like i don't know every i don't know the name of every extra in my movie and yeah. he's like if and he said uh, there's a quote and he's like if elvis was on set i would have known he's the most famous person in the world was only dead what do we say uh it came out 13 years after yeah 13 years ago the biggest fame the most famous person in the world it's basically like he's just telling him shut up um if you're curious the the guy's name's actually gary grot who unfortunately uh i I believe wound up passing away some years ago wow so it is unfortunate but people are trying to point that too yeah some people try to point to that too or it's just like but the family's like no please stop talking about our loved one he's he's not Elvis but his name was Gary Grot and like I said unfortunately he passed away but as far as I know just an extra in the movie okay yeah I don't think he went on to do you know any big roles and stuff um oh man the elf I, the fact that he hated I, I just I just saw my notes and just the fact that he hated John Lennon makes me like me. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we're gonna wrap up uh this crazy tale and hopefully I've presented this Man. in some narrative order um with the latest most interesting uh the late that wasn't the latest sighting uh I found so far. I try I tried to find to see if there's a one. Um after this, but in, uh, there's one as early as uh, 2016. There's an oh. alleged oh video footage. How old would Elvis be 2016? So what's that? Five years ago. Yeah. So roughly 81, 82. Okay. Yeah, 81, okay. 82. Um. So it could it could if he was still alive, he could possibly be still kicking. Yes, and before so. I'm not going to uh, preface this very much. I'm going to turn the audio off because I don't know if this is a written song. Um, there's actually two videos. Oh, but this was the... Oh, man, I need to go to the... Uh, no, we'll just play this one. So this is security camera footage from okay. Grace Lynn. Okay. So type in possible Elvis sighting at Grace Lynn. Um, was that May 24th, 2016? So they're saying this guy is Elvis. And oh. Well. That's the oddest combination of Cheech and Chong that I've ever seen <laughs> in one person. So, so basically describing the video is we have a man... Uh, an elderly looking man um roughly six foot tall with a with a santa like white beard and like ponytail kind of having like a bigfoot kind of stride to him like i get again this is a uh type in possible elvis sighting graceland may 24th and uh oh by the way the there's only two videos on this youtube channel it's called the shadow the reputable source oh, this is the, the video shadow. the shadow uh, this is the more famous one. 
I don't want to show you that one because I, we need to read the comments sec in this one. He's the, not the Elvis we want. So, <laughs> so, He's the Elvis we got. I read the Elvis you need. How the Elvis you deserve. Maybe a peanut butter and a sandwich. So this is the famous, this is the infamous, what is called groundskeeping Elvis. Okay. So we've got a man in an orange shirt and a hat. And I'm going to tell you why, other than like physical descriptions of uh, why they think this is Elvis. And, uh, okay, so type in possible Elvis sighting, you know, May 1st, 2016. You know, footage, you know, he's walking right towards us. He's got, he's kind of, oh, he's coming. He's, he's got coming. that, he's, he's got that grand, he's coming in 3D. He's got that grand, that right there. Okay, so you see what he did with his hands? That, okay. Right there, this. Right yeah, there. Yeah. So. Right there. Right there. That's the same guy from the other video. It's the same guy. It's, it's, it's the point. This guy. Yeah. This yeah. Port, this great this crazy person called the shadow um is uh, there's oh there's a whole thing to it i don't want to i'm not going to read all of it but basically what they're saying is this is a uh this this you know clearly 70s 80s year old man so they're saying he's the right age uh we are at 27 seconds into that video okay but the the hand signal is important yes um there's this is apparently the, something to do with the number nine or V V something number nine, and it's like the universal what they say sign of life, like telling a camera like I'm still alive. What, what did they think he's held hostage? Like this is Graceland. He's apparently the greenskeeper uh. at Graceland. In in the video, he's fiddling with like a garden hose or something. Uh, he's clearly doing some kind of shrubber, uh, some kind of yard work, and he's and it's in the same. And the other video is the yeah. same thing. He's just walking around. It's wow. the same exact camera, in the huh. same exact spot. It's just this dude in a different shirt doing his day to day stuff. But the the significant part of that video is, uh, yeah. So now he's just oh, and now he's got an Elvis shirt on. So Elvis is wearing his own merchandise at Graceland. Oh, clearly. <laughs> and clearly. the back of the shirt too. I'd be mad if I bought this because like there's nothing on the front and it's, it's all, all the designs are on the back. <laughs> That's bad. So he's either wearing this backwards or it's got a little bitty, little bitty, like over like, you know, the left side of the shirt. That's like, like dark orange over light orange type of. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The design's font. cool on the back, but too bad. You have to turn around to show it to people. But anyway, yeah. So he's he just, it's just somebody's grandpa. You know, doing his doing his yard work. He's just he's keeping Graceland looking nice. And by what I could tell, does a good job. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what it is? Is uh, you know, after you know, after uh, nearly uh, two decades and change of just being the most the most important person in music and one of the richest musicians, most famous musicians in the world. You know, he just got tired of all that fame. And decided to uh, fake his death, and then uh, at the ripe age of probably seventy-five to eighty, decided to go into the lawn care business called the King and Nice. <laughs> you, uh, you, you just have the King, you know, have the King. He you know, was the first, you know, our first official sponsors, the the King and Nice Lawn Care and Co. You know, they come out, you know, <laughs> they do a, uh, a, you know, you got the, uh, you got the 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 poor boy. You got the the hound dog level lawn care, and then you have just the king, where they did they do the bushes. Oh, well, there's, there's the 
the different levels of. And service. there's a pay scale. And you get it's a monthly yeah. subscription. And you're just like, man, I want the king service, man. I want the. I want I'll take s- the sad pre- the sad office. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's like that's like the month. That's when you month. quit your membership. Yeah, that's he gives you a sad Elvis on the lawn. So it's just <laughs> and it's just a it's just a dead guy <laughs> taking the shit wax. on your lawn figure of himself that he just leaves to melt in your grass oh man i quit my subscription and now there's a dead guy with his pants down on my <laughs> <laughs> he, yeah, that's quitting his service and signing you up for the doctor <laughs> yeah he went into business with dr nick so yeah so the video is just is this guy doing his it's so creepy that this person the shadow which is his youtube handle but was this not this this is a YouTube channel basically dedicated to following this guy. You know guy what? Around. I'm kind of I'm kind of mad at the shadow right now. This guy took up the YouTube name, the shadow. Yeah, for this. For this. For following like around somebody's else grandpa. Someone could have made an awesome YouTube channel. You know, based on the 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 comic book character, the shadow. Nah, but this is just some dude. I mean, yeah, he's got a beard. And just he's doing the same thing. He's watering something, I guess. They can't put that hose connection any closer. He's just, you know, he's thinking just, about the times he used to be an Elvis impersonator, but now he's too old. Sometimes I wonder, did I make the right choice? <laughs> did leave it? Did, did quit being the most famous musician in the world to take care of long hair? Was it the right choice? <laughs> Call now, and I can do two lawns for four months. <laughs> this one-time offer, nineteen ninety-five. Give you the two for one Presley. Two for one Presley. Okay, so um, probably one of the saddest things on this page is not the fact that there is some guy who calls himself the shadow or person. Let's say it's a person. It could be. Yeah. A, yeah, don't person. know. It could, could be a lady. Um, but they definitely wear a fedora. Oh yeah, they're a. They matter. wear a fedora. They wear they a are fedora. A journalist. And when they get serious, they turn it backwards. Oh no! Oh, backwards fedora. Oh no! Uh, you know, maybe they've got like a card in it because they're, you know, uh, and if yeah, so this person, this is a this is a journalist. Yeah, and I mean, give give this guy the shadow, the more views, or this woman, but uh, actually, uh, I don't, I don't want them. I mean, yeah, they're gonna get more views because maybe they'll get more views because of this, but like, I don't want them to encourage. So so far, there's been no new videos since 2016. Um. But I, 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 I kind of hope that they leave this this poor man alone. I mean, I feel like we've done more damage to this podcast alone Maybe. than, than well, these I'm two si- videos. <laughs> Not necessarily. I mean, if you talk about poking holes in conspiracy theories, yeah, yes. poking fun as well. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, we're trying to like, yeah, poking holes in that all over the place. But at least. We can try to help let this man not get spied on by surveillance cameras while he's just doing his damn job. He's doing a damn good one, too. Damn, that lawn looks green. It does. Anyway, so that is episode one. Oh, we made it through it. We made it through it, and we didn't have to sad ourselves. I, I cried a little bit. Uh, I, we really have some good uh, movie and episode ideas. I think so, yeah. A lot so, of good indie films to come. Yeah. So, uh, any particular fact, just to, to sum up, that you enjoyed the most out of this, or craziest? It doesn't have to be fact. Craziest or what's the most interesting thing you have heard, factual or non-factual? The guy who 
continued as a musician after first impersonating. Yeah. Yeah. Like or Orion. Orion. Yeah. And just the fact that she made a whole book that was fictional. Yeah. In quotes. It was originally fictional, and then like, you know, I think it was like in the late eighties or so, she just rebrands it as like the conspiracy book. Oops. Oh, certainly no oops. Yeah. Yeah, no. It's 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 almost blatantly the same book. Wow. Just, you know, changed to be uh nonfiction. Yeah. I mean Yeah, that one that one kinda of, that one kind of really aggravated me once I read it. Yeah. Uh that is our first episode. Thank you for riding with us on this one. I'm not I can't Thank you so much. Yes, thank you so much for tuning in. I can't really promise that or that they'll be this long every time. There was just a lot about this, and there's a little bit I cut out too. Like there was Wow. I don't want to yeah. keep you here all night. But um yeah, so thank you so much for listening. Follow us on uh we have uh Facebook, Twitter, Twitter, Instagram. Um yeah, Twitter and Instagram, Facebook. Yes. Uh, we're on all the socials. Just yeah. check it out. The descriptions are uh, if we're not, let us know and we'll try and get on there too. Yeah, just yes, if there's new ones coming out, sure. Why not? Oh yeah. Uh, but those links are in the description. Um yeah, just really appreciate you joining us for our first episode. So awesome. Yeah, so not, they're not all going to be conspiracies. We'll cover some like just like great stories and stuff, mm. uh, or just great life stories, but musician related, musician related mysteries so, and whatnots and, and whatnot. <laughs> so, uh, anything you want to plug? Uh, just this. Yeah. yeah, we are actually in a band called Otherworld. Ah, yes. Check out Otherworld TV. We'll also put that in the description. Just shameless yeah, plug. It's our band. I think we're pretty good. Yeah, pretty good, pretty good. Thank you for listening, and uh, join us in the next episode.